The Ron and Fez Show starts right now. I could liken you to a werewolf The way you left me for dead But I admit that I provided a full moon And I could liken you to a shark The way you bit off my head But then again I was waving around a bleeding open wound But you were such a super guy Till the second you get away from me We're like a wishing well And a bolt of electricity But we can still support each other All we gotta do is avoid each other Nothing wrong with a song ends in the minor key Nothing wrong with a song ends in the minor key It's the Ron and Fez show on a Monday. What do we do for Monday? Uh, oh, Manic? No, there should be something like a drink. Every other day we drink. Air the dog Mondays. Yeah, no, I couldn't think of one. I mean, I'd like to start doing Molson Mondays. But oh, shit. I don't know whether that's too old school. Like, Molson, come on, what's next? Budweiser? What? Both those beers are delicious. Well, you don't actually, you don't dislike any beers. Molson Ice fucks your shit up. <laughs> and then there's Molson Triple X, so there's a giant fucking black can. Oh, that's the one that had stits and a vagina. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. I'm gonna fuck this can. 
Another uh, shitty NFL weekend. It was just God knows who's going to win what and who's going to do what. The Giants, I think. I am incredibly uh, happy knowing the way that you've taken over my team. It looks like, barring some kind of crazy uh, kicking by Mikey Boy. If Robbie Gould has the best game of his career and kicks, I don't know, six field goals for over 50 yards, I should have the win locked up. I guess nobody from the old league missed me at all. I I was fucking dying. I was post on the board, and at one point I'm just like, I'm just talking to myself. But that we always get hundreds of, of fucking posts and ball bust things. Yeah, I tried. I think not, I saw that, uh, and I just I shouldn't have went back and looked. But I'm like one of those guys. I, 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 I just because I was checking on your team, huh? Your team, so weird. So I feel weird. like it's our team at this point. No, I'm not into it. But uh, I did see that Fez left two dead players on his team to for the second week in a row. I noticed that. And he was playing the number one guy <laughs> and just leaving fucking dead players out there. So I'm like, <sighs> passive? I mean, aggressive. It's the world's per- first passive-aggressive defense. <laughs> They're killing it. At least themselves. And hey. then he also left a very fucking strange note um, up there about all apologies. I saw that. Oh, God. All right. It is the uh, Ryan Fest show on a Molson's Monday. And what a what a Monday it is. Uh, so many people uh, wrote to me. I mean, we had Donald Fagan <laughs> in here on Friday, which he doesn't do a whole hell of a lot of interviews. And the ones that he does, he's not normally as nice as he was to us. <laughs> because... A lot of people were like this. Just prepare yourself. You might come in and just say bad things about your studio and your show. And I'm like, whatever. There are a lot of warnings. Yeah. For multiple people. Yeah. Don't even worry. I would be happy if he did. <laughs> I would be happy and I would yell out with him. It's all shit. It's all shit. Burn it down. Donald. Let's call Walter. and Let's get out of here today. <laughs> um, but, you know, he... And yet, all people wrote to me about... Gold Magnolias. Holy All shit. weekend long, Gold Magnolias. They have a fucking great sound. They and love that they, band. They came in there and they killed it. The the uh, the kids lit it up in here the other day. I want to, at some point today, listen to one of the songs that we did live. I know we've, um, uh, we've put that up on the... Uh, on the website today, if you want to go over it and check out Gold Magnolias Perform Live on the Ron and Fez show, it was up on the Interrobang. And I did not have a chance, you know, I mean, I heard it through studio ears. Yeah. I like to hear it through radio ears. Radio ears could be the name of our new band. And we sure. could ask if we could open up for Radiohead. Please, Radiohead, we're part of you. Literally. Radiohead, radio ears. I'll sue them. Come on. When Donald Fagan said that he was going to sue... <laughs> A fucking tribute band in Japan who loves him. I like that he was creeped out and didn't mean to turn it off. Turn it off. Just turn it off. It's disgusting. Fucking hysterical. It was the best. It was the best to have him in here. (laughs) It was the weirdest thing. And then, um, and this never normally happens, Rob Cross got a picture with him. I've never fucking heard of him getting pictures with anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody. Anyone that's come through here. But Fagan, he lost his shit. 
Well, I don't know if he lost his shit. I, but I mean, he did I, I didn't check his pants. To pose for a big. <laughs> Um, Rob Cross. Well, Steve did that with with Bieber. So I mean, there are times that people, when somebody comes in and they're a big fan of them, you just need it. They get it done. It's, Have you ever said? Uh, I've never asked for one. The only person I ever thought about getting a picture with was Creed from The Office. I thought you were going to say Creed the band. I was never. Seriously, <laughs> I was going to go into a laugh into a dry fucking floor swim. <laughs> where I just was so happy, I was swimming across the floor. Ron, uh, Scott Stapp's in the building. I gotta I, get out of here. I might have been, I might have been laughed so hard, I'd have flipped over and dry back stroke my way all the way down the hall, <laughs> and then I then just had the people in the hall go like this. Wait, who got a picture taken with Creed? Who was it? Because that's the only time people will dry back stroke. Is that if somebody got their picture taken with Creed. Now, I have had my picture taken with people who their PR say, can we get a picture? Yeah. Hey, let's get a picture. Let's get a picture with you, you two, and the new album. All right, that's great, Ron. Now, could you give me a thumbs up? Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, this album rocks. <laughs> Best ever. Uh, there is no football team to fucking care about or bet on. They're all fucking terrible. It's they're all one week to the next. The Houston, who was blown out, fucking six touchdowns. No, I'm sure you didn't see this though. This is even more important than. Did you watch Homeland last night? I am all caught up on Homeland. This thing's coming apart at the fucking seams. What? I feel like we're on the last fucking week of season seven. There's. I yelled at my TV last night. There, Carrie. What are you doing? I don't know why she blew that thing up. I don't get why she's listening to Saul. She, you know, take that man's advice. He knows what he's doing. Let me tell you something. Like Saul is the guy that you would want as a uh, as a thing because as a boss because he's going to talk to you like this. Um, look, Carrie, you know it, and I know it. And you can take care of it, and you're I trust you. But then no one listens to him. <laughs> you have to scream and threaten. He. In He's life, like, for anyone to fucking listen to you. And even then, they won't. Even then, they'll find a fucking reason not to. He's on top of his shit, that's all. Is and he? For... Then why doesn't his fucking staff just fucking not fuck things up? Look, her brain's all fucked up, and she wants to get back into the fucking CIA. So she's real unstable. I don't even know if she should be in that fucking room. <laughs> Probably not, for after what happened last night. This whole thing's fucked up. Um... Louis C.K., and I didn't even know this, they announced that during the SNL that he's going to host. And your favorite band is going to be there, Hicks. Oh, fun. Hopefully they do We Are Young. I don't I think like they're doing song. it anymore. I think they said, you know what? That's last year's hit. I'm moving on. Oh, they got to move the new material. I hope at some point, while they're doing fun, which everybody loves, even though you're acting like you don't. I can't wait for them to play it. You know. I love those commercial hits. sing along. Too. Like if you're in a bar, if that song comes on. But I hope as they're doing it, Louis C.K. comes out with a tambourine and he's just, you know, like just taking it from fucking floor to ceiling. Because that's always my favorite type of clap where we're all getting going is when it's massive. Uh, Brandon, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Hey, uh, do you guys know, do you think that Saul is, uh, is the guy that's the CIA mole? 
It's a possibility. Anyone no. in there it could be him, could be the big boss, could be that fucking asshole that they just introduced last night. I think that guy's very I'll, suspect. All right, I, and because this is just my own theory, I think it's split personality, Carrie. I think she, in a very Tyler Durden way, doesn't know what she's doing, but she's the one that she was over there with them. She was in the mosque. She was all part of it. She ran, yeah, she was in, she was Lebanon, right? Yeah, she was doing all that stuff. Um, Mike, you're on the Run of Fez show. I, uh, it's official today. The cycling governing body took away all Lance Armstrong's titles, and he's banned for life. Well, A, um, you should stop riding a bike when you're a little kid. And B, you can't, and I've said this before about Joe Paterno. Say that you lost something that you won, but you didn't. You won it back then. When the game is over and you won, forget it. Everybody went home. Years went by. You could say those seven titles are tainted that he won, but he fucking won. I think everyone else behind him on every one of those wins also had like has doping scandals in Everybody there. Everybody in that sport. Everyone, how is everyone in fucking bicycling juicing or whatever the fuck crazy because, drugs are eating? So it's and still it all even. If it wasn't, uh, if you weren't juicing, you didn't fucking make it to begin with. Um, <laughs> fucking, I never would have that shit out of fucking bicyclists. Bicyclists. Uh, here is. Tom, Tom, you're on the Run of Fez show. Morning, guys. Hey. Uh, on Homeland, I... I be- stunned, spoiler alert. I, spoiler alert. Spoil that shit. Okay. I was stunned when they took down Bro- Brody and... All right. Say, uh, you're, you're, you're spoiler fucking, alert for people. That's the fucking episode, dude. You got to fucking... You said it. You guys just... No, we no. didn't. We no. said it. We're, we're like at a point where we can't believe where they are. Yes. But we're not going to ruin it because a lot of people, of oh, course... I'm Sorry, don't want to wait can't. up until 1 o'clock in the morning after the football game to watch it. All we said is, this Uh-oh. shit should be happening in Season 7, not in Season 2. He's already fucking a congressman. Like, I, that's crazy. That's like that's nuts. That he, you know, at the start of the season, he's already the congressman, right. and now all this other shit's going down. They're bouncing around from countries within two episodes. And yet, you can't say that the pacing doesn't fucking work. Uh, my only fear is... Does this mean it's the last season? Probably. And if that's the... Now, I have one more thing. Uh, double agent. I thought they that too. They brainwash his brain back into, and then he's a double agent. But is he a double agent? Or is he... A, because we do like Brody. We don't hate him. <laughs> he's a good guy. You know, he's Tony Soprano. <laughs> yes, he should go to fucking jail. But we're following him. So it's like we don't want anything bad to happen to him. Um, this National League playoff is it's, going to seven. It's gotten I, it's, it's fucking great. I did love seeing the Giants coming back like this, just making it a great series. Unlike right. that bullshit Yankee fucking Tigers debacle. Well, your team laid down. Your team <laughs> they never even stood up in the first place. They forgot to pack their bats. <laughs> it's this happens sometimes in sports. You forget to pack uh, bats. Now we were talking about this not too long ago. Football is by far the number one sport. Yeah. How come in films, the only thing they ever make f- good films about, a boxing movie or a baseball movie? <coughs> it's uh, and maybe maybe boxing and baseball is more romantic than than the NFL. That's the weird thing about it. Like, what is it about the uh, the NFL that we think we like, and yet in terms of 
storytelling in terms of mythology we don't like. Um, but this is up on the iBank today, seven of the great baseball movies. Uh, nice. What's your all-time baseball movie? It's a natural. And we had Mr. Levinson in here. I mean, that, that film is just amazing. You put that as the number one. That's my number one. You natural. don't find it just a little bit childish and a little bit like a DC comic? I like I liked it. You weren't even slightly embarrassed that he has a bat named Wonder Boy. Yeah, well, it's the yeah, it's the lightning. But you don't find that like <laughs> lightning hits this thing. You didn't feel like you were watching a bad Superman movie. It gave the bat special powers. See, that's the problem. Is that he thing... could have been the greatest, Ron? Well, the way he played that one fucking season, that he got in as an old man. He was the greatest. I don't care what anybody says. Once Michael Madsen ran through the fucking wall. <laughs> he fucked his shit up. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Because this is a, uh, a really weird uh, deal across the board. I will watch any baseball movie. I can't go if a little kid... Something happens to his arm, and he can fucking throw fast. The fucking early 90s, there was like five or six just like terrible little kid baseball movies. I went to all of them in theaters. Fucking Rookie of the Year. I will Angels not. Angels in the Outfield? Angels in the Outfield, when they start to do that. Yeah. Doing the angel thing, and everybody's looking around, and they believe. And then, you know, the fucking prick job. And, you know, that's a remake from like a 1930s movie that did the same thing, where the angels act like they can help you right up to the World Series. Mm -hmm. And then, like, oh, no, now we can't because it's a championship. You got to do it on your own now. What the fuck? I mean, why wouldn't we be looking at the angels like that they were the Lance Armstrong <laughs> and say they got supernatural help? They really shouldn't win the World Series. It's God juice is what they're fucking using. Um, I like that term, God juice. If I'm going to open up some kind of uh, fucking church, I'm going to say, you got to get in here and get your God juice, y'all. Mm. You got to get that God juice as quick as you can. Um, but, you know, there is something about the baseball film that is just head and shoulders above the other sports films. Because just think, we've never once had a really good professional basketball movie. There's been a couple high school and college. college I, I love but Blue you Chips. never see like a great Lakers movie. And you think <laughs> people love the Lakers. Uh, uh, Blue, Chips is, Blue Chips actually is good. Uh, staying with baseball, though. It's up on the iBank today, and you could also put that up on the iBank. Uh, Dylan, you're on the Run of Face show. Oh, yeah, you, got, you can't forget about Field of Dreams, man. You can't watch that movie without uh, choking up a little bit. Well, here's the thing about Field of Dreams. It's not really so much about baseball. It's about the, the, the relationship. And yeah, it's about the feeling that we get from baseball and the father and son aspect. Because how much baseball is actually in the movie? The end and when they go to the fucking Sox game. And by the way, the thing of the little girl choking on a hot dog what? is the mo because you don't need a doctor. Everybody's been around a kid choking. It's really logical. We all there. know about, you know, jam their fucking back, fucking <laughs> pull it out with your fingers. Somebody would have done that without making that kid have to turn into an old doctor again. Um, here's uh, Mark. Mark, you're on the run of Fez show. If 
saw Eight Men Out is on TV. I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it. Eight Men Out, terrific baseball movie. Guess what? Did not make. Did not make it up here. Did not get on it. That's rough. Trying to think of um. It was a fucking real old black and white base movie. I saw about something out of left field with a little kid. I don't even know what you're talking about. I gotta find the name of this movie. I watched it. It was like on fucking Turner Classics. I was watching. It. I couldn't. Out of t- left field. It had something with left field. <laughs> it wasn't out of left field. It was a small child. That's crazy. I've never heard of it. Uh, Don, Don, you're on the run and fast show. The kid from left field. Hey, Ronnie. Uh, I know why baseball and boxing make for better movies because. They're all about one-on-one matchups, and that makes for better drama. There is some real truth to that, that the the drama of this. I have found this movie that you've brought up. Um, Fess Parker was in it, Lloyd Bridges, and Bancroft. <laughs> Why have I not seen this? <laughs> the Kid from Left Field, 1953. Yeah. Coop's an ex-baseball player, now a peanut vendor, who takes too much interest in the game. What the <laughs> hell? I didn't know either. I saw it years ago. I was like, I can't turn this off. Uh, Andy, you're on the Run of Fez show. Great catch, Ricky. Don't ever fucking do it again. That's Major good. League, baby. <laughs> now, Major League... Oh, goddamn, I love that movie. See, here's where I think... It, if you were going to go back and say, where are they... Major League... Is just really bad news bears growing up. <laughs> Bunch of fucking degenerates. And bad news bears uh, has the aspect of this. These guys stink, and their coach doesn't want to be there, and then somehow they catch a wave, and it all becomes good. Oh, man, it's amazing. You will not find any baseball movie that something hasn't pulled the team together and they're playing just over their heads. And they really just didn't like each other at the beginning. No one got along. But don't you understand that that's because we're all different components? Um, let's go over here to Andrew. Andrew, you're on the fence. Hey, Ronnie, here's, a, here's what I was just thinking of. Football movies are so behind the times that we have women's boxing movies. They're blockbusters. You got a league of their own around for 40 years people still watch well 20 that's years awful. um that's how awful football movies are any given sunday uh yeah any, any given sunday is really not good <laughs> no, it's a bad movie but it, i fucking really enjoy it you just like steaming willie beeman <laughs> come on um but yeah he is really right about that that a woman's boxing movie you can get into just yeah. as much as a men's boxing movie and a league of their own is a fucking terrific baseball movie. I fucking love it. I saw it in theaters. When I was just Me a too. Guy. Did you go back the second time? Of course I did. I'm going to just keep going back and seeing this over and over. Yep. <laughs> did you get a little fucking teared up at the end when you found out who was dead? It was when Tom terrible. Hanks was dead. The what? Please. No, Gene G- Davis, no. You mean he passed? No. Remember how much we wanted Gina Davis to, to cheat on her husband? Oh my God! And be with why, Tom Hanks? why would why did she fucking take that drive? Why did she fucking go with him? Come on, you're a baseball player, lady. Yeah, but here's the thing: we probably would have hated her because her man is over fighting the Nazis. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and he came home wounded. 
Um, Convenient. Jack, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, my favorite baseball movie is The Fan with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes. Well, because he sells knives for a living? No, because he fucking wears Wesley Snipes baseball uniform around his house. It's really a, a strange, strange movie. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're on the run of Fez. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, I grew up uh, not too far from the stadium, so I have kind of a bias toward this movie about Bull Durham. First of all, I will agree with you there. That And here's the other thing about Bull Durham, and everybody loves it. That movie's a romantic comedy. And no one will admit to it. Uh-uh. They call it a baseball movie. It is. And it is. It's a baseball movie, but it's also this really grow, great romantic comedy. And everybody's in love with Annie. Oh my everybody's God. fucking dream girl is Susan Sarandon, who believes in the church baseball. She fucking knows what's up. That girl knew how to fucking work it. Well, she's phenomenal in bed. You can tell. Oh, come on. Those guys needed that shit. No wonder yeah. everyone's fucking fine over it, that. Yeah, it picked their uh, season up. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, here's one we haven't brought up. It's up on our list. And it actually, it's a kid's movie. But again, here's the weird thing. You can do these things as subgenres because this is really a kid's movie, but it's also like a baseball thing particularly when you see how they grow up. And that's Sandlot. Oh, man, when I was a little kid, I, I fucking watched that. Another one I watched over and over and over again. The weird thing about Sandlot is I lived that movie. That was <laughs> man, like when I was shit. a little kid, me and my friends went out and played in a fucking lot every day in the summer. Every that's day. That's fucking amazing. That's where I learned how to fucking cuss and uh, where I, I really learned... That you can push things for a long time before they turn into a fist fight. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, you can put... That there's a lot of room that you can travel in the ball busting. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, here are the outside words. And here are the things that you can get away with. I think Sandlot's a fucking classic. I fucking got a pair of PF Flyers after that. Um... Well, they make you run faster exactly. and higher. Exactly. You got both those things going on. It's crazy how the one guy became a commentator and the other guy, fucking Bay the Jet, becomes a fucking, works for the Dodgers. Nuts. How's was, was, was life work out that See, way? See, here's the thing that I was thinking. After Benny's fucking career, he would be able to go up and be the color commentator with his oh, old friend. Oh, shit. That blows my fucking mind. Because he's, you know, let's face it, you're doing play-by-play, you can run that job up into your 80s. God damn. Yeah, and the, he was at the end of his career. There was He was saying that, you know, his legs fucking lost a little bit. So that was happening soon. And how about, like, you know, looking up at your friend like, yeah, remember we were kids together, and now I'm the star of the team, and you're doing fucking play-by-play. Remember that, play. remember that asshole turned out okay? Remember James that Earl? time we used the, great, the Bambino's fucking ball? We got that shit back, though. Wait, no. Uh, Bob, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, hey, how you doing? I was wondering what you thought of the movie uh, 61. I really like that as a baseball movie. The Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris story. Well, yeah, uh, Billy Crystal directed that. It's not one of my favorites, but I don't also uh, turn it off. I, so excited I keep when, when they had the fucking campaign for that coming out. I was just like, oh my god, I can't believe they're making a film out of this. Drew, you're on the Run of Fez show. Ronnie B, I'm with you, man. 
Sandlot, greatest movie of all time. I'm surprised Fez doesn't like it because every time I'm eating at a uh, Major League Baseball game nowadays, I'm still wanting to yell, Pickle! That's funny. And Moneyball. Moneyball's a good new one. Well, here's the funny thing about Moneyball. In any other movie, we would hate the two leads. We would be like, they're the guys that don't believe in the game. It's a very cynical, almost borderline cruel movie. Just frontline dicks, really. And they're just, you know, front office and dealing. fucking guys that are only concerned with money. They don't care about the game. They don't care about the coach. They don't care about the players. Brad Pitt doesn't even watch the fucking games. Yeah, he can't. He just is like, I'm not, I'm not going to watch them. Why would I? Yeah. And then... The and yet, f- you're like, come on, Brad Pitt. That's the problem with film. That if you follow the lead character, you'll want him to win. That's why you can't make a first-person Hitler movie. Because you'd be like, come on, Hitler. Don't fucking kill yourself. You can think of a way out of this. Look, man, I know it's a fucking two-front war, but maybe just pull out of Russia and just try to keep running fucking Europe. No! You, you'd, you'd actually leave there crying. <laughs> like, oh my God, he died in Abraham's fucking arms. Oh, he he could have killed more Jews. Uh, fuck. It's weird. Um, Andrew, you're on the Run Fest show. Hey, Ronnie B. I know this movie's not on it, but I remember as a kid being so starved to watch a baseball movie. I'm eight or nine years old, and I would watch Damn Yankees. And it's not really baseball. It's just... It's, it's a, a musical. It's a Broadway musical. It really yeah. is a musical. And yet... But, you know, that premise, I honestly believe in. Like, uh, and, and the reason why I like the idea of the Yankees when a lot of people want parody in baseball like mm-hmm. they do in football is it doesn't give you anything to strive towards. I love the fact that the Yankees are there and anyone who roots for the Yankees is a corporate fucking douchebag. No. You know what I mean? Anyone who roots for the Yankees likes a stacked deck. <laughs> Look, the fucking deck, the deck ain't looking too fucking stacked right now. It's, it doesn't happen every year, but it should, dude. You can fucking pay out that money like you guys do. It doesn't buy you wins. And that's what I would say back to the Moneyball guy. Do all the numbers you want, but really... You got to prepare for some angels in the outfield. Like, I called the fucking cards the dark fucking thing because they caught that wave last year. Have they caught a second wave this year or did it just die out? It could have just died out. In San Francisco. In game five. And Detroit. Are they sitting around too long now? Then they got to worry I, about that? Yeah, they, they've had a lot of fun. They're having like a week off. Wouldn't In football, that's the best thing that could happen to you in baseball. You're <laughs> like, oh shit, I forgot how to play baseball. We're out of the groove. Uh, Tom, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, buddies. How you doing? Hey. I, uh, my wife and I were just having this discussion. I brought up Pride of the Yankees, and she said, that's a baseball movie like Brian's song is a football movie. She, she, you like the man. You like the story. You like the I'm the luckiest man on earth speech that gets you. I get that. But I don't know. I still watch it every time it's, it's on. I think it's a great movie. What, what, is your wife running down Brian's song? Yeah, no, well, let, no. let, let me she tell you this. If I was with a that. chick who said something bad about Brian's song, and we were in a car, I'd open up the door and shove her out. <laughs> I cannot be with a person like that. It's almost like assault. Let's talk baseball movies. Let's talk baseball movies with a woman who understands exactly what we're talking about. 
Um, it has been 20 years since a league of their own. Let's bring in Miss Gina Davis and keep this going. Hear that call. The time has come for one and all to play ball. We're the members of the All-American League. We come from cities near and far. We sing this. Yep. Oh, can I tell you something? This is the, the strange thing about this movie. Every guy I know knows this song. This he, this is the interesting 20 years, by the way, since League of Their Own. And I believe it to be one of the most subversive movies ever made. Oh, I want to hear that. And I'll tell you why. Because at, at its core, it's a civil rights film, right? Right. But... It works so much as a baseball movie right. that all the people that it's a, that would really help to learn the civil rights thing are actually cheering, <laughs> cheering for these girls and and loving right. and loving the film. Right, right. So I honestly and and by the way, I don't know whether you've you've noticed how much women's sports have changed, but let's say the the women's soccer team. Yeah, men scream for that. Yeah, that team yeah. now. Right, and I think a lot of it has to do with this film. It could be. I mean, I know just from my anecdotal experience that um, so many girls say they play sports because of they first got interested in sports because of right. that movie. Right. But here was the the great thing about it too is that they also kept their whole feminine spirit about them. Right. You know what I mean? And that that was all part of it. But it truly works as. A baseball film, which if that part of it didn't work, if we if we did not believe you were a catcher, right, uh, we lose the movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Twenty years is crazy, though. It is. It? Oh, it is. Twenty years. Can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> at, at what point did you know that I, that you guys were in the pocket with this film that was going to be one of those films that was going to live a long time? Well. It certainly seemed like it was going well while we were making it. Mm -hmm. You know. I, I have a sort of uh, naive feeling all the time about, oh, this this will be popular, this will be <laughs> successful, <laughs> and uh, so I didn't, you know, I didn't. It didn't strike me that we should worry whether this is going to be successful or not because it's got a lot of women in it. You know, it yeah. didn't occur to me to worry about that, but I could see in hindsight how one. Well, I'll tell you this. As a kid, I read everything about baseball. And I, I would know everything about the Negro League and all the guys. Yeah. And I'd never known about oh. the All-American League because there wasn't a lot written on it. No way. Right, yeah. right. There wasn't a lot written on it. No. But when I went to Cooperstown about 10 years ago, the women were there. Yeah. And they were signing stuff and talking about uh. stuff and lines of people. Because and and I honestly think at least a generation found out about that right that that whole thing right right no people wouldn't have really known about it much at all if if uh, um, Penny hadn't made the movie yeah interesting um, you know a lot of times we'll bring this up of you know not enough great roles for women mm. and things that women don't get to do yeah but I do think the key to that is having Penny Marshall directing that you know that you really do need the the woman director to, to bring out something in the script right well 
certainly, yeah. I mean, she she really did in this movie. Um, on the other hand, Ridley Scott directed Thelma and Louise, right? So, so it just needs a. Uh, I guess you need a sensibility that cares about and understands uh, women's stories, you know, and and respects women. I guess. Well, there there's so many scripts. So don't you think that so many scripts are written where the women don't get to. Um, kind of be fleshed out as much as oh, you did yeah. this, yeah. Oh yeah, it's uh, I've I've made a study of it really, and uh, uh, it's very rare and difficult to find female parts that aren't really about being the eye candy, right? Um, in the in the story, that's always the character that kind of I always think of that as the character that proves that Bruce Willis isn't gay, that he's going around <laughs> doing a lot of things, and then he makes the call home, you know. I'll be there. Don't worry. You know, I know I let you down. And that's why the women... And sometimes the kind of heartbreaking thing is some of the greatest people get put into that kind of role. Huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that you know that these are better actors than right. they're getting the chance right. to be. Right. No, it's true. And, you know, the older you get, the fewer parts right. there are for women, too. So I'm always thinking, I'm like, why isn't Holly Hunter? You know what I mean? Right. Like, talk right. about a, an actor that you could watch do just about anything. Yeah. And you haven't seen her get something in the last couple of years. Right, right. She had that uh, series for a while. Right? Yeah. But you're right. You're right. Well, television is, I think, cutting a few more breaks, right? Television is better, yeah. Um, I have a research institute that looks at gender depictions and measures, you know, the percentage of female characters, and uh, and TV is definitely doing better than movies. It's about two to one mm -hmm. on television. Movies are like three to one. Um, and some some primetime shows are... Are equal are actually already you know equal yeah. so uh, TV's doing much better. Well, you know, I again we were kind of talking about this by before you got here is that men do love that film, right. and I do think that if you give the audience the the kind of character the well here's the action movie that you did which was the uh, um, the long kiss goodnight right that has got a giant shelf life right where people watch that. And watch it in the same way that they would any action film. Right, right. You know? Yeah. Which is almost the message right there, that if you give the audience the opportunity to follow something, they will. Right, exactly. Yeah, I love that movie. Thanks. So why do you think that there's less of that in film? Um, you know, there's this idea in Hollywood that women will watch men but men won't watch women so you dare not make a movie that's about women or starring a woman because what if the guys don't want to go and but the thing is it's been proven over and over and over again right. that that's not true that's not not necessarily the case but they still get scared you know well what if we make it starring a woman and it fails and we would have been stupid or something so um so there's never any momentum even when like when league of their own came out all the media was uh saying this proves that women's sports movie can make a lot of money and yeah. now there's going to be a whole raft of women's sports movies and there were none you know it was uh there was no momentum well, at we all. do that over and over like we're just waking up like bridesmaid come out last right. year and then people are like Oh, uh, women are funny. And I'm like, Lucy? I yeah. mean, we've known, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? We've right. laughed at 
women for years and years. Why are you, why are you acting like we're waking up to this? Right, right. And again, with League of Their Own, I think what people liked about it is that it did follow that thing of pulling a team together. Right. They're fighting against all odds, and that's yeah. I think as an audience member, that's what you're going to cheer for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're right. Boy, the Marla Hooch scene. Oh, jeez, <laughs> when they weren't going to let her come. That was amazing. Oh, oh. I know it's so heartbreaking. And then remember, there's a there's like uh, footage for uh, showing in the movie theaters. Yeah, and, she's, and, and, they say, and there's Marla Hooch. And and there's Marla Hooch. She's way far back, way waving. In the outfield, waving. Yeah. Oh God, that's amazing scenes. Uh, and the end of that film yeah, too, and you're going yeah. back and you're finding out who's not there and who's there. Yeah. God, it's a great film. Thank. Twenty you. years, and you've got it out again now. This is a, a special DVD, right? It's the Blu-ray, yeah. The Blu-ray. And can you go back and watch these? Can you sit down and watch this for enjoyment? Or are you? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm one of the people who can watch their stuff. Um, there's a lot of actors, maybe you met some, that, that can't stand to watch yeah. themselves at all. But um, the very first movie I made was Tootsie uh, with Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. And he always brought me along to, he's very mentory, and he brought me along to the dailies where you look at what you shot the day before and taught me how to look at it objectively and see, you know, whether you accomplish what you wanted to. So I've, I've watched all my stuff always. Never bothered you? No. Never, because some people are just like, oh, they look at themselves, they can't stand it. Um, uh, no, no. I, well, you've been yeah. in some amazing stuff, too. Yeah. Actually, even before, I think, was it before Tootsie that you did Buffalo Bill, the TV show? It was show? right after. Yeah, now, that show is one of the greatest shows of all time. Right. And so, bef- like, if you look at, at TV shows now, that's the sitcom that people love, you know? Right. That's uh, of the guy that you think, oh, I hate him and I'm going to watch him again next week. But that was, like, shocking at the time. Right. Right. No, um, that was great. And a lot of people remember it. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why anybody would forget it. Right. But it was because something, you know, has like that kind of a niche thing. It's, it's amazing how that'll stick with you. Right. Even longer. Um, when you look back at something like A League of Their Own, though, at what point do you realize that this is going to be the one that has... Like real staying power. This is one that really is going to outlive you, you know. Um, <clears throat> you know, it was it was great that it had uh, a big reaction when it came out. You mm-hmm. know, and so many people loved it. The thing that really surprised me was how that just continued on and on. I mean, we hadn't been used to the idea that movies could live on in DVDs and mm-hmm. videos, and and now Blu-ray, and uh, um, it never has flagged. It's the only movie. That I've made that, where the um, uh, the uh, enjoyment of it and the and the fans of it, it just never seems to fade away. And I meet every day, you know, twelve year old girl or somebody who says I play sports because of that movie, and because so they're watching it now. You know, isn't that amazing though? When you can think about that, that somebody could say, uh, and it is literal that a movie, you know, changed right. changed your life. Right. And again, I think. I think it was, at the time, we wanted you to be with Tom Hanks, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant yeah. that they didn't make that move. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Brilliant that you'll watch the end of that movie and think, 
all of it would have been two different lifetimes. Yeah. You know, th yeah. that would have worked out. Yeah. There's so many things, so many small characters that come on to that uh, film for just a minute or two and then leave that are just memorable. Yeah, you're right. It's just one of those things that uh, works. What is, what, uh, is next for you? You had that great TV show where you... I know. I got to be the president. The president of the United States. <laughs> I want to do another series, but it's like, oh, what can I be after I've been the president? <laughs> the first woman pope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do you run with that? Yeah, I know. I have to be something completely different. I guess. How, you know, it's, and that was another one that, that that show, I felt like everybody was watching it. Yeah. I felt like it had heat, and then... They they were, and it did. It, uh, it was just weird, you know, uh, the whole first... The fall and the beginning of the season, we were the number one new show and mm -hmm. getting awards and all kind of stuff. But then in uh, in January, we were going to be opposite American Idol. Oh, right. And the network decided, hmm, your, your ratings are going to suck, obviously, obviously. That, so <coughs> they took us off the air for the entire run of American Idol, but by the time they put it back, it was a different night, a different time, and nobody really they found it again. Yeah. Shit around. Yeah. They overthink things. That's why you got to do stuff for Showtime. You know what I mean? Like yeah. those. That's the way to go. Yep. Um, networks, right? Right. Are the past. Let's go over <laughs> some of these great films you've been in: uh, Tootsie, Fletch, The Fly, Beetlejuice, Accidental Tourist, Thelma and Louise. This is a phenomenal resume. <laughs> now, Thank did you realize you. that Thank at you. the time? Did you realize, like, man, I'm riding a wave here? Well, at a certain point, I realized I'm getting a lot of the really good parts that are around. Yeah. You know? But uh, but it was really, um, it was more that I was really trying to find things where I my character got to do something. You know, I wanted to uh, play baseball instead of being the girlfriend of somebody who plays baseball. So I, I tried studiously to avoid parts that were just decorative or just the girlfriend and and that's why i ended up in some unusual movies like the fly or beetlejuice or things like that but it was all part of my plan the plan was i'm only going to take the good parts and you would turn down uh things i mean it's tough to turn down money though right right well yeah except um at a certain point in my career i was able to sort of pick and choose mm -hmm. i mean once i'd done the fly i i got offered plenty more things than than i agreed to do um but uh so that was a real luxury to be able to you know pick be able to have that yeah I'll, I'll give you another one that quick change is an amazing movie yeah and one of my favorite new york movies because no one ever brings up how difficult it is to get out of this <laughs> damn city that's true that uh you know i want to get away in in, in the and in the and the weekends in the summer yeah and i'll yell out this is quick change yeah. i'm in quick change right now <laughs> I cannot beat the city. I know. I'm stuck here. Oh, so funny. Um, so many of these things are great, but you feel like this league of their own yeah. is is one of the ones that's going to live on forever for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You uh, did you play much baseball before this film? Not at all. In fact, I was very unathletic. I I was really tall and gangly, and awkward growing up, and so I was uh, I was kind of afraid to try sports. Like they begged me to be on the girls' basketball team. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, I can't play. They said, just stand <laughs> just, there, just be there, put just your hands up, be there, and look tall. Um, but 
so I never really had been athletic. And then, then I'm supposed to play the best baseball player anybody's ever seen. Yeah, and so, the toughest position. Right. You know what I mean? You can't hide in that position right. when you're catching. Right, exactly, exactly. So, you know, we had had incredible uh, coaches, and I trained hard. It's, uh, it's unbelievable because you look like a catcher. Yeah. Not only do you look like a catcher when you're playing, you always look like a catcher when you're walking out to the mound. You talk <laughs> like a catcher. You carried yourself like a catcher. <laughs> That's uh, great. That is phenomenal to me. And then you even made that behind the. Um, you're not going to tell me you faked that. that no, catch. no, you did in make fact, that catch. In fact, this is totally bragging, but they had my stunt double. But they figured, well, of course we'll have her do this, and uh, and tried and tried and tried. And she just couldn't do it. And I said, well, just let me try. Let me try, because then you don't have to cut. Yeah, I'll turn around. It'll really be me. And nailed it. Nailed it, boom. Yep. It's a great scene. Now, I, I didn't even think of this. You're playing in front of a bunch of people. Here, you're right. not really a baseball player. Right. And thousands of people are watching right. you. That had to really be intimidating. Well, you know, uh, watching a movie is, is really like watching grass grow. I mean, watching it shoot. <laughs> yeah. it, there's so little that happens. <laughs> and the poor people, it was the citizens of Evansville who were volunteering to be the fans in the stand. And uh, it was brutal. To, well, everybody always shows up the first day. Right. And then it starts to thin yeah. out as it's going along. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're like, wait, this is only $65 and it's all day long? <laughs> and I'm sitting in the sun for 12 <laughs> hours, yeah. Well, it is... Um, it's a phenomenal thing. I'm stunned that it's 25 years, though. Or 20 years. 20 years, yeah. Um, it's actually one of the best things Hanks has ever done. And I know he's had a phenomenal career. But There's No Crying in Baseball oh. might be his number one yeah. His number one quote. And that's another thing, that the, that there's quotes in that movie that follow, right? you know, have, right. have gone off on their own. Exactly. Uh, it's so great to have you here. Congratulations Thank on you. this too. Uh, Thank you. It's a league of their own. It's out in Blu-ray now. Uh, uh, it's just one of those movies that you just never turn off. Gina Davis, thank you so much. It was wonderful seeing you. Thanks. We'll see you next Thanks. time, Phil. Okay. actually just said to me she goes if we ever remake the fly i would like you to be in it look at her career though tootsie of course is a classic uh fletch classic the fly classic beetlejuice classic earth girls are easy 
not a classic. Accidental Tourist, phenomenal movie. She won an Oscar for it. Thelma and Louise, classic. Uh, League of Their Own, classic. Hero, Angie, Speechless, Cutthroat Island. Okay, things got a little rougher. <laughs> but you know, before that, Cutthroat. Oh, by the way, The Long Kiss Goodnight, fucking terrific action film. Terrific. Uh, speaking of Bill Murray, we've got the 42 pictures of Bill Murray up on the iBank today. <laughs> and, Chris, see if you can find the quick change shot. We should have done a game where you have to mention, you have to say where all of them are from. But uh, I have been asked to do this by his people yeah. to pick out the definitive Bill Murray picture. So I want us to do that today. Like if you oh, could only shit. represent Bill Murray by one picture, which would it be? This is rough, man. Uh, Why wouldn't Liam give you the set list? What's his? He might not know it. It's being weird, I think. Did we ever get a set list on that thing that's happening right now? You're going to look over at me as if I'm on the show. Did we get it? No, not yet. I'll go. Because check I think on it's it. already started. I'm going to do impressions somebody. Okay. Right, 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 right. Is it a rapper or something? Yeah. Yeah, right. Mm. See me out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitive Bill Murray film. No, you're going to go by the definitive picture. The definitive film is actually a tough thing to pull off as well. <sighs> I'm loving... One, two, three, four. Four, four. Four, four. With a cigarette? With a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. That's I always cool. love when Murray's smoking. I think that's Rushmore. I'm not sure, though. Yeah it's, yeah, yeah, it's Rushmore. That may be his best work. I don't know if you'd call it the fit. All right, I'll just ask Pips here, because he's a younger guy. Look, young, much younger young, than you. Young buck. He's yeah. where you used to be. <laughs> now, Pips, I want you to think about this. I tell you, it's like some kind of match game. And you could only say, give me one Bill Murray movie. What would you give me? For all us young kids, we would all say the same answer, and it would be Ghostbusters. Now, the weird thing about that, he says us young kids, but the movie came out fucking 30 years ago. Yeah. So normally you would think, all right, if someone was 40, they might say Ghostbusters. It's one of those cult classics where no matter how old you are, it it's not a cult. Up. The thing was the biggest yeah, movie of the year. Gigantic film. It's gigantic. That's like saying, I know a little cult film. It's called Star Wars. Cult, cult films don't have sequels. <laughs> Um, Normally, I guess you're right, but it has such a following, <laughs> though, because like, like if you go to like Hot Topic or something, all the hipsters wear like Ghostbusters stuff, still act like the movie just came Look, out. I have I have a nephew who's like seven who fucking loves Ghostbusters, and he calls Bill Murray Venkman, and he goes, "Doctor Venkman is the best actor ever." I go, "By Doctor Venkman, you mean Bill Murray? You're going to be in for a nice fucking surprise." Venkman. Here. Is a stage name um, for one film. Let's go over to uh, Rick. Rick, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, what's going on, guys? Listen, the definitive Bill Murray, it's one of two, and I'll let Pepper pick. 
Uh, it's either the, the promotional box art for the movie Scrooged, or it's the the Santori whiskey promo from the from early on. That the is up there, the Santori whiskey whiskey promo, and I thought Hicks would have taken it because he's both <laughs> drinking and I believe and sm no, he doesn't have a cigarette. I thought that he did the bit where you have the cigarette and the cocktail in the same hand. HTJ just came in. I'm gonna. I know that you're not ready for this, HTJ, but I'm gonna throw you this question. Um, Definitive Bill Murray. Is it Ghostbusters for you? This cult film that Pips brought up, this little known cult film that only children like. <laughs> it's like an indie art house thing, you know? Yeah. Even though it was such a big film, it it's probably the last one that I would think of because there were so many others where he, like, shined so past that to me. I, I think I'd think of Ghostbusters last. And, and I would have an incredibly hard time choosing between about eight or nine others. Uh, which one of these pictures? Maybe we should do the thing while we go through it one row at a time. Pick the winner of each row, oh, yeah. and then Ooh. we'll uh, we'll vote up on it. That here's, would help so much. Here's Josh. Josh on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I just uh, want to ask Pips, what about Bob? And Dana didn't even, even know about this movie. She asked me, is that the name of the movie, or what is it, Bob, or you, what? You cannot go by Dana because... She doesn't know anything unless it was on Hits 1 this morning. Oh. And then she says it's fantastic. That's so good. I mean, that's definitely what about in, Bob? in contention, yeah. But do we got a one about Bob picture up there? I don't see one. See, that's why I don't think it's in contention. Mm -mm. Now, I know some guys that were in uh, rehab. Don't ask me how I know this. Okay. Uh, but they showed What About Bob when they were in rehab, and people got offended. And they're like, you know what? Um, that's bullshit, what they're doing, because it's taking shots at people that are on a journey. It's sensitive. And trying to work on stuff. Come on, it's a movie, man. Um, by the way, Stephen Tamp said uh, Laurie Petty was hateable. In League of Their Own. Well, I will agree. I kid, will fucking right? agree. Yeah, but here's a problem. Why can't you get behind your sister? Oh, such a, oh, bitch. Such a... bitch is not the word I would have used. Oh. Well, I don't, I don't like to use that word. I use it a lot. And it's exactly what Laurie Petty was. By the way, I do see this up. Dana, RF intern, yeah. is now writing on the, on the iBang. And it said, Chris Stanley smells like poo today. She smells like poo. I took a shower. Um, but it's got to be one of you. And then Harley Quincy said, Marla Hooch could fucking rake. She could. <laughs> she could hit from either side. She could blast. She was nasty. Uh, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, Ron, how about Meatballs? Love it. And you know what? Anyone else does that movie, and it's shit. It's complete shit. And that movie's been around for a long time. Um... Alan, you're on the Run of Fez show. I mean, are we, are we for, forgetting about the iconic Stripes poster? That's, that's, that's not on there. This isn't now, is it? No, but I just want to be sure. Okay, because you're driving me crazy. Uh, the iconic Stripes poster is on there. It is row, I believe, two, uh, shot four. Uh, there it is. Now, when it comes to Stripes, I had a friend that every time he drank, he would do this. He would yell out, Harmony training, sir! 
And I finally had to stop being friends with them. I'm like, A, you're too loud. B, people who repeat lines are fucking dull. It's really hard not to. Let's go through uh, top line. Uh, I'm going to pick the SNL picture because that's definitive of where he was at that point in his life. And that is over meatballs. Anybody got any changes on it? I like meatballs. I love meatballs, but for a picture, I got to go Nick the Lounge Singer. I like Nick the Lounge Singer. All right, so we lose. The guys lose. The girls pick Nick the Lounge Singer. (laughs) Uh, Second, well, we've got two. Wow, a lot of big fucking movies in here. Two where the Buffalo Roam, where he played Hunter Thompson, the Caddyshack, the Stripes, and then the what's the name of that movie? It was the fucking giant. A little shop. Uh, What do you pick, Hicks? Caddyshack. Stripes. Hunter Thompson, obviously. I'm Caddyshack. Mm. All right, girls are over Caddyshack. <laughs> uh, oh, this row's impossible. Give me top hat. Scrooge. Love Scrooge. Loved Scrooge, but you got Groundhog Day in there. Already you done. got Quick Change in there. Already done. All right, so I don't even. My vote's useless. Vo- yeah. All right, next one. Uh, this isn't even close for me. Give me the bowling movie. Oh fuck! I he take was, Ed Wood. Oh. Uh, Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. His hairline was the funniest thing that ever happened in the world. <laughs> Big Earn. Big Earn. I gotta go for Big Earn. <laughs> uh, this is the fucking cocktail picture. Centauri Times. Yeah. You too, Hicks? Come on, for fun times? What about yeah. Steve Zissou? Yeah, it's not a great picture. We're going by pictures, it's not roles here. Hat. It's pictures, not roles, correct? Yeah, but uh, right. look, come on. That, that old salty dog. Two, uh, two of us already right, picked. I'm out. Two of us already picked. Uh, next one, we got to go Blue Blocker. Got to go Bono. Yeah. It's the easy. fly. Uh, next one down. Whew, this is a tough one. He's uh, dapper me, in that first one. Yeah, I, I love that first one. But give me Zombieland. That was the funniest thing ever <laughs> in the history of the world. I'm going to go off the map, and I love this flowers in the beard picture. I don't know what it's Zombieland. from. I think that was from Esquire. It's Zombieland. No one saw that shit coming. All it takes is two. Um, uh, I got to go with Wacky Coat. Moonrise Kingdom. Definitely. Yeah. Well, he didn't wear that in Moonrise Kingdom. Oh, was that wasn't premiere. Moonrise Kingdom thing? No, he was just wearing that around. <laughs> it's when he went into the uh, Minor League Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm like an oh, FDR. Right. Well, I'm still picking it. That's coming out this year. Yeah. Can't wait for it. We need a definitive vote here. Um, I, I, I like FDR. Oh, wow. Uh, and then the last two one. Two. Golfing. Yeah. Pick. It's got to be golfing, Dan. Two to two means I win. All right, we got it. Yeah. Finally want you on my side. So the definitive pick of all, I think, is going to be the early Saturday Night Live pick. So we did it. <laughs> I thought it was came up with Didn't Quick Change win? With the, the clown picture? Yeah. Um, here's Dave. Dave, you're on the run of show. Yeah, hey, Ronnie. Um, I thought it was phenomenal playing Hunter S. Thompson in Where the Buffalo Room. Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. I think he nailed him 100%. I mean, that was... Now, you pick him or Johnny Depp? No, I didn't I didn't like Johnny Depp's version. I like Bill Murray. I like your attitude. That movie's been in my Netflix queue, and I've still never seen it for about three years now. 
You've never seen where the buffalo runs. I know. To, to think there's a Bill Murray movie I haven't seen is is terrible. You know what? I, I think there is one I haven't seen. It was like some Hamlet thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. I it was a, he was. I don't think he had a big role, but he was like. Um, so what? I'm, I'm Polonius to... or something? Yeah, it was Polonius. Polonius, my old <laughs> friend. You should have been here Friday, Daniel Fagan. Oh my God, Donald Fagan. I don't think Daniel I don't Fagan. think I could have handled that. Oh, this should have been a picture of him from Wild Things in his. <laughs> Shows up as the fucking Love lawyer. Wild it's Wild great. <laughs> Love Bill Murray in Wild Things. I haven't seen that one. I've got a lot of. Bill you haven't Murray seen Wild, you Wild, Things. Wild Things. No, is that the the girl kissing movie? Yeah, that everyone got all excited about. Yeah, Matt People Dillon. Just way too Kevin excited Bacon. about it than annoyed. Denise me. Richards. It has nothing to do with Bill Murray though. I don't like Denise Richards. You don't have to. Just watch it's the Bill Murray part. Just a right. fucking crazy movie. And actually, by the way, I met Denise Richards here. Yeah. She was lovely. I'm sure. I wish someone would make. Toshino got bad taste. A movie of just. True. The clips when Bill Murray was just like a little tiny walk-on in a movie. Why can't you just watch the movie? Oh, that would yeah. be so great, though, because then you wouldn't have to watch the whole Darjeeling. No, I like Darjeeling Express, but... And so Limited. your big thing is Limited. you... Yeah, you just want to watch him run down the tracks. Yeah. That's fine. You know what I've noticed today? You've become new Dana. You have moved into the Dana position. People have said that about me a lot. That, uh... <laughs> See you later, old Dana. Now, what? by the way, I'm not even. No, I've been told with the Dana thing. Yeah. From management, squash it. What? Oh man, squash it. So that's all. So I can be Dana. With. Well, the thing is, why don't you try to be yourself and not make the same mistakes that she made? I'll try to learn. And not yell out what? All right. Or I've never heard of that before, even though it's incredibly. <laughs> What's this clear liquid I'm drinking? Water. 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 Since when did they start eating turkey on Thanksgiving? And a hollow what? Ween? I'm sorry, I'm young. I've never heard of that. It's, it's a fucking holiday. Holiday. Did you see the worst Halloween story ever just happened this week? What's that? That there was a little... I think eight-year-old girl that was shot by accident by a relative of hers because they thought she was a skunk at a Halloween party. Well, you know, the kids fool you. I mean, it had to be a great thing. Did she come and dress as like Pepe Le Pew? Yeah, but why would you go shooting skunks at a Halloween party? It doesn't even make sense. The skunks are going to make everything smell bad. A lot of times people Especially will... if you shoot them. I'm sorry. You go ahead, you tell. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. I'm just listening. <laughs> No, I'm done. I'm done. Just say it. It's just the worst story ever. I ain't heard of it. That's because you're young. You don't you don't see all the stories that they do. Um, by the way, Big Mike 2012. I guess that's Big Mike Harris. I don't know. Says Zombieland. He was one of the best things in that movie. One of. <laughs> Pirates says, "How the fuck can I forget about Kingpin?" You tell me, dude. Because you're a bad person, that's why. Uh, Bob says, Razor's Edge, never can turn it off. Agreed. And Queen Elizabeth says, between Scrooged and Groundhog Day. Uh, let's go over here to Steve, Texas. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah. I mean, I love, like, Groundhog's Day and Stripes and Caddyshack, but... It kind of begins and ends with Osmosis Jones for me. Ha! 
That's hysterical. That's a surprising pick. I don't even know that movie, but I don't want to be. I know, Dana. Dana (laughs) impersonator. It's kind of cartoony. It's germs inside Bill Murray. Bill Murray is real. It's the second movie that he's played where he's acting with cartoons. Second is Garfield? No, that's. (laughs) Oh, it's all cartoons. Yeah. What's this? Space Jam? Very good, Hicks. Very good. And that's why you're third mic behind Dana. And new Dana. <laughs> Moving sideways in the world? Kind of, I think. <laughs> kind of, I think. I was actually in a conversation about you last night. Oh, was it bad? I sent some stuff for you to another person. Do you remember uh, the conversation that I had with you and Dave? Outside the restaurant? Yeah. Most of it, yeah. Well, I talked to somebody who had some interest, and I sent them some clips. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, thank you. They said this. Yeah. Where would it possibly go? Oh, God. And, and when not, because the raw material is so raw. Mm-hmm. Which you guys never think of. You know what I mean? Like, you guys are like, every place is like Sirius XM. That's all we've got to do. But they were finding it hard to believe that I was saying, no, extremely coachable, extremely professional. The same need polish? No, they were saying basically that you guys look like you would kill a dog and hand it in. You know what I mean? Like, oh like, like you don't know the difference. Um, between and I'm like no, it's purposely crazy. It's not. Yeah, we're not actually insane. We do have coherence and order. Yeah, they weren't picking up on that. Oh, Wrecking Connecticut, you're in Hey guys, you guys haven't mentioned Lost in Translation, which was a fantastic movie, and I just can't believe that hasn't been brought up yet. Why would it? Well, uh, it has been brought. Up. Time. We've we talked to it. Santori time. Okay. Oh, okay. When you hear Centoria time, you know that's what we're talking about. Good God. It's Good like God, sir. You don't know shit about that movie, huh? Good God, man. You call here saying we don't know shit? Well, you're not the one who knows shit. You called up and looked like a fucking <laughs> idiot, didn't you? Look, day number three just called. <laughs> I'm locked up. Um, Bob. What about you, Bob? Bob, we got you, buddy? He's dead. Bob! We lost. We lost him. Uh, We got a break here. A lot of stuff uh, coming up today, including perhaps another big guest. Uh, It looks like Miss Amy Mann may be stopping by here today. Fantastic. Charmer is her new album, and it's great. Just like it was Frosted Flakes, it's great. Mm, I like both. If I would have, if I was going to give us all things from here, I'd probably be the charmer. You would be Crazy Town. <laughs> I'll take that. Uh, Labrador. I'll take it. And no, you know what? There's a barfly. Maybe that should be you. <laughs> you should be barfly. Oh, Fez can be Crazy Town. I was looking for some something like. 
I don't know, or it hasn't kicked in yet. Soon enough, or four. <laughs> I'm just watching. Still not talking, just watching along. Um, Hello. There's a, there he is. What up in the house? There he is. There, there he is. is. There, there he is. is. By the way, what is on your shirt? <laughs> it's Obey. It's like a printing press. It's printing the Obey face. There's That's the press. fucking cool. There's Thank no you. end to what you could do with Obey. Yeah. There's plenty of ends. Pez has an Obey. <laughs> Why do you have to talk about him like he's an infant? <laughs> Sorry. Look at Fez. Fez is sitting here, aren't you? You're in the room. You had breakfast today. I feel bad now. I'm sorry, Fez. I apologize. Oh, he's just fine. Don't worry about it. He's just locked. Maybe he's ready for the stick. Maybe he's been waiting for the stick. I'm going to ride that shit. He didn't tell me that there was anything that he cared about today, though. Really? Normally, so it's like, here's a topic that I care about. It's always gay rights. And he hasn't talked about it because that report came out that said only 3%. Only 3% of the people are even gay or bi. But how cool is that to be one of the 3%? Yeah. That's awesome. It's like being an Apache in this country. Yeah. All right, I'm going down to Occupy Christopher Street. <laughs> they have been. <laughs> and We're the 97%. Stop it. Uh the ninety-seven percent. More like ninety-six point two five. I don't know. Fact. You need to recruit Bob. Hello. Yeah. It's got to be Caddyshack, man. People love Caddyshack. I will tell you this: I've never once been on a fucking golf course and not hold. It's in the hole. It's gonna happen. Oh, the Dalai Lama was all over Looper. Okay, I know. I've seen the fucking movie. No, but see, this is what Bill Murray said when, during this something similar to this You're happening. You're quoting something that's really popular. <laughs> the only reason Caddyshack wouldn't get mentioned first for me is because I've loved it for, I don't know, almost 40 years now. You know, about 30 years uh, now. How old are you? I'm old. So, I, but you that know, me out. I've known it and loved it for 30 years, and then there are these other Bill Murrays that came along much later. And that, you know, you could discover now they're exciting and different. But otherwise, Caddyshack would absolutely belong. I, I think, like, there'd be about 15 movies tied for first. Is that right? You would just tie them up? Tie them right, up. We're going to break here. Yeah. Uh, as I said, Amy Mann coming up in a little bit. We're going to try to unstick Fez from this glue. I know Steve has been locked in today, and it's not the definitive thing. Was he stuck before? He seemed okay this morning. You let him know that when the light goes on, we're on. He knows. What do you use to get glue off? Like paint thinner? I don't. I don't use glue under any circumstances. I'd rather things fell apart than take out a than take out a stick of glue. Get a glue sticks. <laughs> yeah, I've, never, I've never had that. It doesn't hold. I've never had a, a glue stick or a uh, trapper keeper. You never did that. Uh, thing? Hold on, Scott wants to do something from where the Buffalo Room. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, Ron. Do you remember? <laughs> I think this is the funniest line in the world. I don't know They're why. Just do you remember it. the guy, the cop that was cruising, uh, cruising around, and he makes a phone call, and he's like, Brownie, this is Blackie. Do you remember that? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, it's worth going back to. I feel like uh, I just got shot in the chest with a fucking cannonball today. That's a sucking chest one, then. we got to get you to a fucking hospital. No. All I need is juice. Icy, 
frosty juice. Got juice. We will take a break. Uh, we'll be back. Amy Mann coming up in just a little bit. It's the Ron and Fez Show. You're listening to the Ron and Fez Show. More Ron and Fez coming up. Amy Mann coming in here in just a little bit. Uh, by the way, she's got a brand new album out that reminds me so much of Hicks. Oh. Um, and it's called Charmer. And it's basically uh, just about all the kind of different relationships we get caught up in. Hicks, you ever go ever in your life go back to the same kind of bad person over and over? I, att- I once I attended to with a college girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it just it got real weird. Like there was the breakup, I broke up with them, and then I pathetically drunkenly went back, and it, we got back together. But then you know we just started fucking around at each other, and it was just a, it turned into a real nasty. If there was <laughs> a type of person that you found yourself going back to over and over, what would you say it was? Like making the mistakes of oh I'm back into that again. <sighs> I think maybe just uh, maybe crazy people. Cray. You that know, shit it's, cray. It's just, but you know, where it's maybe they're not crazy. It's over with. And you're like, maybe it's not, wasn't that crazy. Maybe it was more me and I can change. And but wait, no. No, we're but, both crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like you're the worst thing for each other. What about you, Pips? Is there a type that you go out to? Um, and we'll, we can make this a uh, quick question today and use it over and over uh, uh, that you go back to and, and you know you shouldn't, but you do. I, I did a lot when I was in college, like early college, when I was like younger, when I was like 17, 18, around there. And it was one of those things where the girl, we would fight all the time, things weren't good, but then she would always try to get me back. And me being weak-willed, I'd take her back because she would do something sexual. She knew she did anything sexual. I, would you say good. his falls in the crazy pussy? Mm. Or weak dick. He's just got a weak dick. It's the weak dick because maybe she's not crazy. Maybe she just knows him and knows like I'll blow him. I'll fucking well, everything's gonna be fine again. You know what? But no amount of power that you get, like look at Bill Clinton, president of the United States, got brought brought down by weak dick. That he couldn't. <laughs> he had no control, and like he knew. He's like, this is fucking crazy. Why am I doing this? In the fucking oval. Oh, you sick fuck. You sick fucking dirty. Look how fucking dirty you are. How fast can I come? You can't get out of that. You cannot get out of it. There's nothing you could do. This move, this thing is called Charmer. 
Do you consider yourself a charmer? I'd say I'm charming. <laughs> Do you go out of your way? Let's say this. Would you charm a woman knowing you wouldn't even believe all the things that you would say? Yes, I've done that before. It's a terrible thing. <laughs> it's a terrible thing. Um, here is Nick. Nick, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, what's up, guys? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I think, you know, when I was in college, you know, you break up with someone, it, it sucks, and you have all the reasons why to break up, but, you know, the reason why you get back is, is you're just low loneliness. I mean, you uh, realize... He's a lonely boy. Oh, all right, so... But, but, I mean, I think that's why people get back together and just get back into, you know, shitty relationships is because, oh, fuck, you know, I don't... Better have that than nothing. Better yeah. bad, better a bad love than no love at all, like the old song went. I can't be alone. A little bit of love is better than no love. Yeah, I think that he's right. I think a lot of people settle because they're afraid that this is the last fish ever. Um, let's go over to John. John in Wyoming, what do you got for us? Seems like I always fall into the gold digger category. Look, I ain't saying she a gold digger. I just never seen her with her broke. Broke. <laughs> now, the term gold digger was so fucking old and over with until Kanye did this song. Well, I'm in need. Yes, it's a trifling friend indeed. Oh, she's a gold digger. Way over time, that digs on me. Uh. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger, but she ain't messing with no broke niggas. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Go ahead, girl, go ahead, get down. Get down, girl, go ahead, get down. Now that's one thing about being busted is you know you ain't with a gold digger. Fuck no. But once you have money, you're never sure. That must be fucking weird. Or now, like, let's. Who do you think gets the most chicks? Musicians, right? Yeah, they have to. But do you think they ever feel okay about that, or they just feel like, well, you're not with me. You're just with me because I'm a fucking musician. I think, as depending on the the fame they have, as it goes on, they start resenting it and hating it. I would think. Yeah, I I would think so too. I would think at a certain point, uh, we're just using each other. <laughs> Come on, let's be out in the open. Uh, Kathleen from the Bronx just wrote to me that she loves Charmer. She calls it a good one. Then she said, "I woke up. You were talking with Gina Davis. What a Monday. She's so cute. Did she lose again this weekend?" Let's see. She, oof, by six. Oh man, I, I believe Kokomo has something going tonight. Kokomo is strong. I'm glad I picked up Andrew Luck. Flacco did not have a good game. Did you ask Fez why he fucking laid down again this week? I I don't know. I thought maybe he just abandoned it altogether. I have no. But then I saw they picked up Josh Freeman. And Freeman had a huge game. Put up 36 fantasy points. Should have been more. Mike Williams got a fucking touchdown stolen from him at the end of the game. All right, here's the thing. Kathleen's got one player to play. Kokomo's got nuns. Oh, I had that mixed up. So, 
Kathleen could win this. Go to two forward one. Let's see what she got. Why are you laughing at other? Oh yeah, all right. She's got a running back. Let's see what his uh, thing is. His points. Oh boy, she's six is all he's expected to get, and she needs six. This is high drama. It is. Mike, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, guys. This one's great. Um, I'm calling in regards to the relationship um, that you guys were talking about. Yeah. I'm a gay man. I would actually, if I had to pick anybody, I would actually date from the ONA staff, E-Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping Fez can get involved in this conversation because... Um, I, I am gay. And hold I on, love- I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hang up, okay? So hold right on to your phone, and when you hear the dial tone, I'll be back in just a moment, okay? Why? I don't want a fake fucking gay call about e- Iraq. All right. Now, by the way, I, Dana is running the phones today. Here's what she has written up from William in Florida. Wants to tell Ron about Jim Larson, lead singer from The Doors. Oh. Jim Larson. William in Florida, you're on the Renafez show. That is so great because I went, yeah, uh, I wanted to tell Ronnie about, you know, Jim Morrison used to have sex with prostitutes because it bothered him so much that people were just having sex with him because he was this. I have read every fucking stupid Doors thing in. Never have read one line that Jim Morrison had sex with prostitutes. As a matter of fact, he would would rather pay for it than. No, just not true. Jim Larson, you mean the Panda King? The Jim Morrison was basically went from one long-term relationship to the next, some a couple a long time, but not known as being some collector of groupies. All right, too drunk, too drunk to fuck, as they like to say. He liked his booze. He was a booze hound, and he could not put his booze down. Charmers, no thing, and this is fucking the way Hicks treats women. No. He's just a straight charmer. Labrador is about a girl who allows herself to be thought of as a dog, oh. chasing the same stick over and over. Wow. That stick being, of course, Labrador. <laughs> crazy town. It's because I guess she didn't want to call something crazy pussy. <laughs> and crazy pussy in Greek mythology that was the muse that would call you into the rocks. That as you went after her because she made you feel really alive, yeah. you would fucking be destroyed. And those fucking Greeks had it rough. See, boxing instructors knew that women weaken the legs. They would tell you, look, if you really want to be champion. Hey, when are we going to do the two on... We got two on mass announcements, right? Yes. Well, I, well, one's definitely locked in. The other one, I'm waiting to get a room. I'm waiting to lock in a room today. But one is 100% locked in. Yes. The the uh, newest one is 100% locked in. The one I was personally working on is 100% locked in. We ought to get that announced today, because that person's actually the song that we uh, are bringing her into. Uh, he's on the in in the fucking video. Oh shit. Go ahead, girl. Get down. Which one? HTG's in here. Which one of these crazy, destructive personalities do you put yourself? Would you say? 
that you would be like. I I, I would just tell you if I was going to say what where I would put HTJ, and I would be Jewish banker. Wow. And is that wrong? No, that you that that would be your archetype. No, I don't. Pips's think so. archetype. I believe he's the twink who kills. <laughs> um, Chris Stanley, if it was a woman, would be the one that would you would wake up and she would be dead. Oh my god! I gotta get rid of this body. I'm in a world of shit. That is a bad way to wake up. Don't <sighs> call the Jewish banker. What I always do. Is eat first before you know before you worry about what you're going to do yeah. because there's blood in the walls. Yeah. You're going to need a lot of protein. You're going to need a nice, big, healthy breakfast. I and mean, that's a practical thought, but you know, finding a dead body first thing in the morning, I don't think I'll be worried about. You're not going to be thinking breakfast. right the other way, though, are you? Yeah, slow things down a little bit. You're saying? Oh, I didn't even see this on here. We could have done a giveaway there, huh? We're gonna have some signed Amy Man for the. Twitter people today at Amy Man. Ah, good. Then that's good. I'm glad. At Amy Man. What archetype wait. would you say that I fell into hooks? Baller. That's bad. No, it's good. No, baller. You're basically saying addict. No, that isn't an addict all the time. Before, before the addiction becomes a problem. <laughs> He's a rocker. Rocker. Yeah. Rocking chair, maybe. No. <laughs> Dana, I would put her as dumb girl. Mm. Or maybe even asexual or just mm. oblivious. Is, Is that our first asexual girl? We've had the asexual club here, but never a girl, right? Who is that? Well, the asexual monkeys were, was it Fez? <laughs> was, was Mikey Boy in the asexual monkeys? No. <laughs> Mikey Boy's married and has two children. His children. He's very, by the way, I haven't heard from Mikey Boy, but I bet he's distraught that you beat up on him like that. <laughs> Behind the fucking. He honestly thought he had a big win. Behind the R of Andrew Luck and the hands of Rob Gronkowski. Oh, yeah. He fucking picked up Luck. He fucking, he put us over. I'm going to say us. Well, we don't know until you see how fucking Cutler did tonight. He might have uh, made a giant mistake. Cutler throws for 40. <laughs> I'm going to look a fucking <laughs> moron. You will. <laughs> I don't believe in the, in the uh, let's just run with the rookies thing like you do, though. <laughs> I'm fucking feeling it. I'm feeling it. He can run. He ran in two. Ran in two goddamn touchdowns. That luck did. Okay, Earl was in the asexual monkeys. Yeah. Nico. You're like the historian now. Because Earl hasn't been here in a long time. You never you never stop thinking about Earl Douglas. Really? Yeah. What? He's always around. Wasn't he just here last week? I can't remember. Yeah, you yeah, because he was talking about soul singers. Earl was? I think so. Oh, when we did lifeboat. Historian. We did lifeboat last week. Um, you're writing to me, Chris. Two minutes. Chris just wrote <laughs> should down. Should have said it out loud. Two minutes before every <laughs> man gets here. You should have. Hey, two I minutes, Ron. <laughs> two minutes, sir. Mr. Bennington, two minutes. Two minutes, and you're doing stage with Amy Man. We got a thing where she's just uh, 
Um, here's Dean. Dean in Pittsburgh. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, Ron. Uh, whenever you're having that big breakfast, should that be rather quick so the body does, doesn't get stiff in the meantime? Well, you could have a protein shake and a box of Cinnabons, the mini Cinnabons Ooh. that are available right now at Burger King. I saw that. Uh, Charmer is the new album by Amy Mann. Uh, Charmer's out as a single. So is Labrador. Which one do you want to play here, Chris? Do Charmer. Let's bring her into Charmer. Charmer is the new album, and that is also the single. And I think it's a perfect timing here with the last debates to talk <laughs> about and think about Charmers. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. that's what happens to us. That's basically, I think, the personality type. Well, you know, I I, I think people, you know, look, people, people respond to that, and uh, you know, especially... Especially because it's it all, you know, it's all takes takes place in, you know, on television, and right. there's a certain kind of constructed personality that uh, that plays better over TV than a complicated actual personality, and it, you know, and it's tough. It's, you know, it's tough. I mean, this is you know, this is what you get because these are the people who are gonna, you know. Get ahead. Uh, and the funny thing that you say is, like, it's our fault because we don't want to know that things are complicated. We do want to think yeah. that it could be 
Well, it just doesn't now. come. Yeah, it doesn't come across. I mean, I think people are tend to think in in very black and white terms that you know, are you the good guy? Or are you the bad guy? Right. Not are you the complicated, flawed person who may have some some you know really I mean look at Clinton right <laughs> you know, like his unbelievably complicated and out of control personal life but this real champion you know like a real intellectual yeah. a real champion for you know for you know for the people who you know for the have nots and well you know it's not unlike JFK has kind of had the exactly. same kind of history yeah. and uh you know the FDR stuff got really exactly before, but the 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 interesting thing is it doesn't it means like we're never going to get that perfect one hundred percent person. But why should we? Why should a person be somehow superhuman? It's not it's not possible. The best you can hope for, and this is not even a thing to hope for, is that they appear to be that sort of superhuman person. I mean, that's why, like, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a Obama supporter, and you know, I think he's uh, the 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 ways in which he doesn't really come across are probably to you know to his credit uh, that that um, you know, I mean, he has to cultivate a certain amount of charm and a certain kind of a constructive personality, but I, but I think he's more reluctant to do it than other people because he really does care. You know, he's more is like kind of a policy wonk than, than mm -hmm. other politicians. But, you know, it comes across as being sort of stiff or stilted or, or at a loss for words because, you know, that's not his area of, of expertise. But, you know, what's so interesting is the way we get a friend of mine who's back in Romney's and I brought up some social issues and they go, oh, don't don't worry. He doesn't believe any of the things that he's saying. and He's not good. I'm like, OK, yeah. so now we're going to vote for people who the don't, guy. you know, yeah. believe the things that they're saying <laughs> because they just want the religious people to throw yeah. their vote that way. Yeah. It, it, yeah, and then <laughs> it just doesn't feel good. You're like, oh, don't worry, he'll change his mind later. Yeah, maybe that's true. I mean, it might even be true, but it does not feel good no. to to be doing thing, uh, doing it that way. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about that with this album because you are somewhat of like an urban anthropologist throughout this album. <laughs> you have made me sound very classy, <laughs> <laughs> and you are saying these are what I love about relationships. Is that we get into them time and time again, almost the same exact way. So tell me about it. Yeah, I like know. we all have whatever our weakness whatever is, our thing is man. and we work our way out of it. We get back into oh, that. I know, know, over and over. And and if you're lucky, you'll just you you get like a diminished, uh, lighter version of it. The, mm -hmm. You know, the next time. I mean, I think that's the best you can hope for. Is like, okay, here I am again. Here I am again. It's not quite as I, I don't want to tear all my hair out. Just, just part of it. One of the things, and uh, you never want to say that you know victims are at fault, but they do seem to have a way of finding each other. It's like yeah. abuse victims will find abuse. But one of the things that women do that's fascinating to me is to take on the role of whatever the guy's personality had been up to that time. So they'll have women friends that if they're dating a guy who's in the cars, they're suddenly going to car shows. Yeah, uh -huh. And then their next boyfriend, they're a surfer. And I'm like, oh, so this is what you, these are your new interests. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's great to get new interests, but why do you only do it because someone else that you like is into it? Well, it's kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a real codependent mechanism. You know, it's the idea of... Uh, 
you know, you you bend your personality to fit, um, you know, to fit the the personality of the person. You know, I mean, honestly, it's like you make this, you make the other person your higher power, and then you, you know, and you bend yourself into a pretzel to, to, you know, to appear agreeable or to appear a good match, or I guess. And does it ever work? I mean, is it ever a long term no, thing? Do you think that's crazy? You know, yeah, I mean, it's built on, you know, that's a, it's built on sand. You know, that doesn't, that's not, that doesn't last. Uh, crazy Town is another song which is a real weakness of men. And you called yeah. it. You yeah. called it town instead of what they normally say on the street. <laughs> but w- what is it about men that we get attracted to these insane women? Well, the crazy girls are, you know, they're exciting mm-hmm. and they they they're very vivacious and they're up for anything, which I think for dudes immediately translates into oh, they're up for sexual anything. So right. I like that. And, um, you know, there, there's like a life in a spark that is that is very attractive and and also but like underneath a kind of vulnerability that and that's also attractive. Um, so they become very protective at the, at the same time. And I think, you know, look, there, there's there's the other version of the, cra- you know, the 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 men's version of Crazy Town. I think that's probably usually, usually yeah. the bad boy. You right. Know, they're, you know, they're exciting um, but but seem vulnerable on the you know on the inside because they're broken and damaged and and uh, you know this is how people get sucked in. I think it's amazing that that you're willing uh, to write about these things. When I see how few, I don't know. One of the things about music writers, I tend to think out of ever that they keep themselves in the smallest possible thing yeah. to write about. I mean, if you look at any other art form. There's very few people that are willing to write outside the I need you, I love you, you know. Yeah. And it's yeah, yeah. gone on for so many years. But I think that you go off into some of the Randy Newman type, Paul Simon type places, Elvis Costello type places. Um, what What do you think made makes you go off like that? What because I, people are fascinating to me. It's people are really really interesting and. And, you know, and also when I see behavior that that I'm affected by, that I, uh, you know, that I'm troubled by or that I'm, you know, I have a weakness for, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, like, I do have a weakness for charmers and, and, uh, you know, like, even, even when you know that a person's bad news and you know that it's that their charming thing is just a front and they're, and you're pretty convinced that they are just flattering you. Uh, it's still it it's it's it blows my mind how hard it is to just walk away from that. Yeah. Even when you know irrefutable evidence. So to me, it is fascinating to to see myself like stay in you know in relationship with people like that. That you know, uh, despite the evidence, or to see people I know um, to stay you know to stay involved with people despite despite evidence. Um, I, you know, so I, I want to know how people work and I want to, I don't know, like a lot of ways it's, it, it, you know, it's a kind of way to to sort of examine, uh, you know, a puzzle and try to figure it out. And, um, you know, and also to tr- try to figure out my own, you know, what I think about things or how, how I react to things and, you know, what my own weaknesses are. I think sometimes, too, is like at least you know that you're awake when you're in yeah. some of these bad relationships. Yeah. Because a lot of times you'll be like, what? Three years just went by. <laughs> I don't exactly know what I did. I've been watching a lot of TV. And then that kind of person comes into your life 
and add some color into it. And even though you know, oh, this is, you know, I'm red zoning here. This is a dangerous place. Well, it's very adrenalizing. Yeah. You know, drama is very adrenalizing. I think your ego really likes drama because it likes to feel at the center of something exciting. But it's but it's fake. You know, it's fake. And, and, and I'm, you know, I... And I, you know, I don't want to be the person who who stays involved in in, in dramas. You know, I mean, even I mean, I'm I'm married mm-hmm. and stuff, so it's not like I really get involved in these relationships. But even sort of friendships, you know, you can sure. see them veering off into these dramatic territories, or somebody's mad at you, or you did something, and they, you know, what you know, what whatever it is, like that stuff still it still goes on. Like those dynamics exist, even you know, just on a smaller level. But and also, of course, business that the charm. Are actually <laughs> yeah. these people that? Well, you know, in a, in a weird way, don't you think in the, in America, like within the last thirty years, we've acted like money trumps Absolutely. just about anything. Yep. Yep. So you know, a guy who could come in here and say, "Dude, I'm going to turn your whole life around," because you you're going to be like, "Yes, yeah, yeah exactly absolutely. right, absolutely." And also, like we've become really dependent on this idea of branding, uh, and it, you know, and I think like Twitter does that because you sort of have to brand yourself. And like once once sort of people are talking, like individual people are talking about branding themselves, like whether they use yeah. that term or not. But I mean, I know people who do who will say like oh yeah the so-and-so brand like set talk about themselves in the third person and and like use the word brand i can't believe people do that but but once you're sort of talking about an individual in terms of a brand i mean you're that's not you're not like a person you know like you're exactly that's a false constructed personality you know which are which is a like a, a you know, a psychological disorder. Sure. So you're, we're just all walking ourselves into like a huge narcissistic, narcissistic, you know, dysfunction. Well, the funny thing is, get on the subway and people will be reading those books. Uh, and I'm like, you want to brand yourself. You want to turn yourself into a box of cereal. Yeah. Everything. You're going to think of yourself the way Kellogg's. And they're like, yes, everything you do. And you're like. Once again, man. it's very black and white thinking. You know, yeah. You have a, you have a brand and, and it's. It's very, uh, it's very constructed and two-dimensional. I think that at, at some point, like, uh, most of our parents used to go to work and come home and then start living. They would yeah. give up the time. But now we think of ourselves, and I think this happens as Twitters, hey, I'm always on the job. I'm yeah. always selling. Yeah, yeah. Particularly you, because you have your own label and all. You do, you know, and, and most people are in that kind of stuff where it has to go. So every tweet now becomes important you have to really think about it but you know what you don't really think about it because it seems like such a casual thing i think i think most often the opposite happens where you're just you know you just say a bunch of you know well like you just throw stuff out that you you know it's kind of directed towards a couple of friends i mean that's mostly what i do is like just tweet to you know certain friends or at certain friends it is funny though every once in a while somebody's career will come down because of it because they've they've thrown something out And it's just like an idle thought that, like, the next right. minute you're like, ah, I don't really think that. But, like, nobody sees the part of, like, yeah, yeah who cares? I don't right, think exactly. That. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes a million friends, we act like we're racist or, yeah. oh, but we're not. We're making fun. Yeah. No, that gets lost yeah. as it gets picked up by the newspaper. I think that, honestly, I think that's pretty unfair because, you know, I mean, it's like you have your own shorthand with your friends mm-hmm. and they get a whole lifetime of context. Right. So there is all sorts of, I mean, most of my friends are comedians. I mean, my God, you don't, you wouldn't believe the yeah. horrible shit that comes out of their mouth. Right. But it's in service of like constructing a joke. 
And I know it's not something they, quote, mean. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, the time off stage, yeah. um, the, you almost need to exercise certain, you know, muscles before you get yeah. on stage yeah. and do it. Uh, but yes, you would think that every, um, every comedian somehow found dead children hysterical, but oh, yeah. they're just yeah, yeah, yeah. working in that direction. Um, how come? How did you get into working with so many comedians? Because I think the variety aspect of what you guys have been doing at Largo mm -hmm. is just fascinating, and you know it's yeah. as old as entertainment, but we kind of forgot it for a while. It's well, you know, I mean, it's sort of like the tapas of entertainment. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I love a variety show. Um, you know, a little little. Comedy, a little, you know, a little music. My husband and I, about 10 years ago, did this show that we called Acoustic Vaudeville, where we would have uh, comedians come come on the road with us. And the conceit of that was, uh, and this started at Larga, which was, mm -hmm. you know, like a little, a little dinner club. It's actually now moved into a bigger theater space. But... Um, uh, because we would go to comedy nights on, on Monday night, we ended up meeting all these comedians. And so the conceit of this show was uh, that we both felt very awkward talking on stage between songs, like we didn't know how to do the between-song banter. So, you know, like a pinch hitter, you know, mm -hmm. you, br you know, bring in the expert who knows how to banter, <laughs> you know, in your place. So people like Patton Oswalt or Paul F. Tompkins, Andy Kindler, um, I think uh, David Cross did some... Uh, All great people, by the way. Todd That's Barry, the thing. Yeah. There's so many people that that thing could collapse. Yeah. But one oh, of the, these are great. These are great. Yeah. Guys. One yeah. of the great things about you and Michael is that you guys have always surrounded yourself with good people. Like you always have both always have such good players yeah. playing with you. It's always really great professional shows. And then these stand-ups come in who are kind of, to me, like a Michael Penn or, or Amy Mann of stand-up. Yeah. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Well, thank you because I think these guys are so great. I yeah, mean, you know, they're all strong. Patton is just—he's uh, phenomenal. He's, yeah, he's a good, and he's a good friend. So it, it was interesting because you know they would step in and and act as if they were us, saying various bantery thing. You know, of course, in a ridiculous way. But uh, to see, I think when when the audience kind of listens to a comedian. Um, I don't know. Like after people laugh, it's almost like they're ready for they're they're ready to they they concentrate more on 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 your songs and the, mm -hmm. your lyrics. And I, it, it was interesting to to kind of see how how that worked on an on an audience. And I I found it to be a really great experience. Well, also because like the old review shows that they used to do in Motown would just the same band would stay on and different yeah. singers would come out. People are starting to do that a little bit. Donald Fagan has this Dukes of September tour where you know three guys that have their own things they'll just keep going one after another and it breaks you up it changes your yeah. state when you're in the audience and doesn't get you into that one yeah groove thing yeah it's probably and you know what it prob probably like it makes sense you can have several different artists on the road you know you you sort of package uh, right you know artists and because it's getting sort of harder on the road to to you know pay for like a real you know, right. I, I'm out with a full band, but you know, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, you can't make any money that way. So I'm. I. I bet you that's part of it. That's part of it. What do you think? Uh, a lot of that has to do with is the fact that it's harder to make money out. People of the just road. people don't have don't pay. F you know, they download music, don't pay for it. Yeah. You know, that's it. I mean, you can't. You know, it costs a lot of money to make a record, even if you make a 
pretty cheap record. I mean, if you have other musicians playing on it, unless you're one of those people who can make a record on a on a laptop and play everything yourself. But, you know, I mean, that's a particular sound that's going to get pretty old, you know, that sort of laptop construction. Oh, I agree 100%. You know? Do you think it just, that it even cheapens the live performance for people where they don't come in with the same amount of of ability to pay attention to it or value it because of the way they treat it yeah, before? Yeah, I, I, you know, enter, there's so much entertainment. You know, I mean, there's millions and millions of bands and records yeah. and downloads and websites and... Yeah, I, I, you know, I think people are over, over entertained, and and they don't really get the benefit of of sitting and concentrating. I mean, I'm lucky because my audience is a little bit older, and so mm-hmm. you know, they grew up reading books and not, you know, right, and uh, and not having 57 channels. So. But also, I think listening to albums where you would put yeah. on an album, yeah. sit and listen to it, and then think about that album, yeah, not have it as background music. Because like I was talking about your lyrics. Those lyrics are a story in themselves, you know what I mean? Where you could sit down with liner notes, go over it and think, I agree or I disagree or this reminds me of this. But I, but I think as if you've got like, oh, I've always got some music on. Yeah. You're not really paying attention to yeah. music. Yeah, and if there's so much, you know, so many things to kind of listen to. Uh, it, it's 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 sad because it is such a satisfying experience to sit Absolutely. down and just listen to music and and pay attention to it and uh, and in a long form. But um, you know, there's so much stuff out there. I mean, I, I think as a listener, that's my problem now is that there's so much out there. I don't know what to focus on. I don't, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, I feel like there, there's like this rushing stream of stuff, and sure. I I don't know what to grab out of it. Well, you know, because we've kind of lost that filter where they said, yeah. okay, the gatekeepers are, you know, are gone. But yeah. there was some good of, like, here's the albums Absolutely. this week. You can listen to them. Here's here's the think of. But now if you're getting it from everywhere, yeah, it's it, it becomes confusing. I think people are very, uh, very bad at filtering out uh, you know the millions of little bits of information they're very bad at at, at choosing you know mm-hmm. i mean I, I i find it i mean i'm not even like a computery person but i find it like very difficult to just you know turn off the computer and like sit and concentrate and do do a thing that i want to do instead it's just like an endless round of dicking around of like oh yeah. let's see what my friend posted on facebook about whatever or yeah you know or check twitter eight thousand times a day or, and yeah in know. the meantime you know the movie's about to start or yeah. whatever you know you're never yeah, you're, in that thing I you was, have to make a really deliberate choice and it's it's wrenching like it actually is really right. you know because like the glowing screen is very just psychologically attractive the strange thing too and i was telling my kids about this before is the difference in generations of when a concert was coming to our town Everybody talked about it for weeks yeah. before. You would show up, you would see people, yeah. the band would finally come out, it would happen, and then you would end up talking about it again yeah. for a week or two before you thought about the next one. But part of the excitement level of that is that you didn't know everything about those people. That's right, yeah. You know, so now if somebody just said, if they were a kid and they go Van Morrison, they could get the entire thing and read about him all within a half an hour. Yeah. Where I remember it used to take me years to get information to come in. It took me forever 
in the suburbs to find out anything about Iggy Pop. It would be yeah. a piece You're at like, a who time. Who is this guy? Yeah, I, I'm I seeing it in Who's the magazine. Yeah. yeah, but where do I hear the music? They're not playing it on the radio. Who's got that album? Where can I buy it? And for some reason, I think that that made the mystique yeah a lot more and also they were little oases in a in a desert of just you know school or whatever right. whatever you know there there wasn't there wasn't a lot to hook on to so when you saw something that was interesting you were really fascinated by it. Yeah. yeah i mean i never saw music magazines when i was you know 11 yeah I mean, they were you know they weren't around yeah, i didn't i didn't know who was out there and and i would buy records just like based on the cover like randomly go into the you know with my allowance go into the into the record store and just buy like this looks interesting and sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't right or just like that weird guy at the record store telling you yeah no kid yeah here you go <laughs> and you're like what velvet underground okay i'll give it a try that's the weirdest thing is that yeah. you would slowly bring information into your life but the importance of an album in those days and how many times that you would go over it i don't know if anyone has even the time for that they kind of they, do, they don't yeah i mean the rushing river of constant entertainment uh kind of leaves people totally bereft of actual of actual an actual artistic experiment experience yeah. which is uh sad it just all happens so fast yeah now. well the new album is terrific uh and i love the fact the way that it's kind of a theme album without being a you little know. bit, yeah. I mean, there's the the, the theme comes it gets picked up here and there, but it's not you know it's not 100 percent throughout the record. But at the same time, all the all the songs fit together, and I mean, it really is an album. You're out touring this uh, yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that uh, enjoyable for you? Enjoying back on the road? It or? is, yeah. And uh, you know, I the last few years I've been doing kind of a semi-acoustic thing, and and for the new record, we you know I actually have like a full band five-piece band and electric guitar and a drummer and you know so it's like a really full big sound and and you know that's it's been a while since i've had that so that, it's very exciting that's fantastic uh charmer is the album and um of course you can check her out at amy man.com and the twitter is at amy man and she checks constantly eight thousand times, times a day on stage yeah. she'll be like oh wait that's great no, you got to set some limits for yourself <laughs> this will just take a second <laughs> i'll be right back with you guys amy thank you so much thank you. for stopping by and hope we see you next time through you will Just so incapable of changing You lie so well I could never even tell What were facts in your artful rearranging
tear that will shine in the time we have remaining. Yeah, first responders at Amy Mann and Amy is A-I-M-E-E-M-A-N-N we've got signed a new copy of Labrador um, all her stuff is always great Magnolia that when all the stuff that appeared in the movie by the way that album uh, that song Labrador which is so good they do the video is a shot by shot of Voices carry uh, till Tuesday. So it becomes this hysterical thing for anybody who was around in the 80s. So uh, your chance to win Twitter is at Amy Mann, at Amy Mann. And you could also get that link on the iBang uh, signed Amy Mann. Um, HTG, I saw you cringing a little bit when. God. We were, what was it, the anti-Twitter stuff, the anti-computer, the filtered excellence ag angle <laughs> that we put too much emphasis on music. I, there were so many things. Yeah, I, I love Amy Mann, and I'm sitting here thinking how great it is. I'm Let watching me, her. Th this is the weird thing about Amy Mann, that while she's talking to you, you just think to yourself... Amy, I want you to love me. I want you to leave <laughs> Michael Penn. I'm, then I go like this. Don't say that. But I do want her. <laughs> I do want you to leave Michael Penn and come. I bet a million times in her life, someone that she thought she was friends with has said to her, "Seriously, you never knew that I was in love with you," and caused that whole thing. She must have friend zoned it without realizing it. Dozens and dozens and dozens. Wait a minute. Give that. me this. I don't know. Friend zoned. This. Give it, give it That's to me. the friend zone's the fucking guy that wants to be who's bit with the chick only to try to sleep with her, but he can't sleep with her. You know, he can't he can't he's just stuck in that friend zone. Okay. I feel like I was stuck in the friend zone because <laughs> I was madly in love with her. And then at one point I almost said this. Doesn't Michael Penn just skid on your nerves? <laughs> and then I almost said this in the middle Bad of the move. interview. If I ever find out that Michael Penn hit you. Now, here's the thing. He, you know, Michael Penn is great. Just fucking great. And like all their friends, great. And then Largo. Just hanging out great. Largo like, all the time. What am I going to offer? 
nothing but my crazy talk. That's fine. Friend zone is now. Here's the thing about friend zone: Does the guy act like he's friends but really want more, or does he just get pushed into friend zone? He acts like a friend but wants more. He and he's just stuck in this zone of you're never going to get that pussy, and yet you're never be nothing more than a friend. Now, does she know that he feels that way, or... No, she thinks he's a friend. She's like, oh, he's so nice. He's like my best friend. <laughs> See, that's kind of a charmer thing, that you l allow yourself to believe things. I think she knows when a guy is in the friend zone, and she kind of gets off on it. That kind So you're saying it's cruelness on her part. Yeah, yeah. That and Hicks is going the opposite, where it's cruelness on his part, yeah. because... He's acting like a friend instead of being straightforward. Well, when she's married or in a relationship, doesn't that give her a pass on being that misleading person? Mm, give me, Not give me, how misleading? Well, you know, unless she's actively going out and recruiting these guys into the friend zone, I think the fact that you're walking around saying, "Hey, I'm a, I'm in a," you know, I think as long as you're not talking sexual together, guys fall. You start yeah. talking like, if she starts doing stuff like, oh, I bet you have such a big dick. <laughs> or sometimes I wonder what it's like riding your cock. What? Then I would then I would agree with Fez and become anti-woman. But if he's just acting like what I'm taking friend zone is, oh, no, I do want to go to the mall. I wasn't going to watch the game. No. And he just wants to be with her. Exactly. That's then, it. then Fez is wrong and Hicks is right. See, oh, I yeah. think it would be obvious to the woman that the guy wants to be more than friends. Why? It's never obvious. Let it's me ask you this. If you have a friend and let, let's say two women together, right? And one of the women is like bi or lesbian and doesn't tell the other person, then you would never guess. The same would be done with this. You acting like we're friends. Like, you know a lot of those girls will say, you're like a brother to me. Plus, if you've spent, you know, a significant amount of time around someone and not made any advances toward them, then Ducky. why would they think that you wanted more? All right, what about Ducky? Do you blame Ducky or do you blame Pretty in Pink? Well, I thought Ducky was gay, but that's... That's not the point. Not the point of this, you're going to take him as, as face value. Oh, I blame Did Ducky. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And Fez, you blame Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Yeah. She knows Ducky likes her. I feel it's... So what, though? I feel it's assumed that it's friendship until someone says otherwise. But, yeah, that's what I would say. So what if she knows that Ducky likes her and he's not acting on it? That still makes him the loser. It's not her fucking job to start doing fucking Ducky's work. Yeah. Or is it her job to lose a friend because she would have to just say the truth? How embarrassing would that be for the for the person to have to say, hey, I know you're into me, or hey, are you into me? Imagine that, would, that mistake, that ruin too. the friendship. You no. Imagine that mistake if you're wrong. Yeah. Where they went, oh my God, no. What? a frog face. And aren't you? Freak Don't you show. Ego. I'd be like, no, you're a roly-poly, bat-faced girl. Yeah, even no. if Nobody would like you. Even if you were into the girl, the first thing you're going to say is, um, man, your ego. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to be uh, urban anthropologists today and figure all this stuff out. Uh, first responders, it's at Amy Mann. At Amy Mann. It's a great new album. And you're able to win at Amy Mann. Uh, Bruce, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, it should always be obvious to the girl that a guy wants to be more than a friend in the sense that it's a guy that wants to be your friend. There's no such thing unless you're trying to bang the girl. 
Um, I would disagree with that. I don't. I are there guys that are fine to help hang out with women without wanting to have sex with them. Chris Stanley, your girlfriend has mainly guys friends. She's right? mostly friends with dudes. Yeah. A lot of those people she's even dated before and stopped. A couple of them, yeah. You even see that as friend zone, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They're stuck in the friend zone. They're in that friend zone box that they, they, that they can't escape from. And if they want to be with her again and she says no, you don't think that that means that they should stop even being friends. She would know f to fucking cut them off at that point. If they if they were like all fucked up, like, uh, you know, students with Dell, right. then we're not hanging out anymore. <laughs> but but the fact that they still puppy dog, that's still friend zone. You don't have a problem. It's a fucking friend zone. Okay. Does it matter if the guy wants the girl as long as they don't cross the boundaries? I don't think it does. Absolutely agree. As long as you don't cross the boundaries. It's just like, let's say, two married couples are going to hang out together. You know the fucking dude is going to look at that chick every once in a while and it's like, I wonder what her face looks like when she comes. I bet it's fucking pretty. You know what I mean? Like, But does that mean that you have... This whole thing about, hey, being honest, I think is one of the most overrated bullshit things that you could do because you don't need to be honest about everything. Um, here's Paul. Paul, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, boys, I, I've been in the friend zone before. It sucks pretty hard, but in a different scenario where the woman's not married, maybe, it's both people's fault. The woman knows when a guy's into her. Why is that fault, knows, though? Why it, is it, there any fault? You know, that that's like saying if any woman found out that they're desired, right, that they should get rid of those people in their life. Like if a guy works at the office... And the young reception, and he's married, and the young receptionist is looking at him with puppy dog eyes. Should she be fired, or should that just be part of life? Yeah, the guy just has to be able to handle it. That's all it is. Um, However, he wants to. Here's Sassy Album. You're on my face. Hi, guys. Yeah. Um, well, you're talking about the friend zone. Girls definitely know when the guy wants them. There's Every single time. Every single time, no. and and it's not a fault of of them for uh, not acting on it, so to say, or saying it. Listen, dude, you're not going to get anything. Mm -hmm. But they, but they know. We know. I know. There's guys that I'm friends with that are in the friend zone, and I know they want me. Could there be but, other guys that want you that you don't know about, though? Oh, absolutely. See, so you, I, I don't think you know every time. There have been times where, you know, I grew up 10 years later, found out that someone thought I was cute when I was 13, and I would have died to know that when I was 13 and didn't find out till I was 20. Oh, see, now I was just the opposite. There were guys that thought I was a dork at 13. But and now, you wish and, you would have known. And I, that I was a dork? Yeah, you wish uh, you would have stopped no, giving I, them oral. I, 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 yeah, no, I pretty much knew that. That they thought. You're like, but. is this like you like it anymore? No. No. But anyway, one of the reasons why I called is my mall was putting up my Christmas tree and it made me think of sleeves and I, and I want to hear the La La song. Oh, absolutely too early. We're not even at Halloween yet. No. Well, I know, but I mean, if my mall is putting stuff up, I've got to get in the mood, don't no. I? You, you I have two holidays before that mood. You're just stuck in a mall hell. Deal with it. Let, look, let's just say this. Hicks. The, Hold on. Here's no. the here's the tradition. 
uh, the Macy's Day Parade. At the very end of it, you see Santa Claus, and he walks into the store, and that means, yes, you can now put up your Christmas stuff. It's the Christmas season. Anything before that is jumping the gun. This is the Halloween season. Get ready for scary uh, songs and fright things. I agree, but I can't avoid the mall. It, like, do I yes, avoid you can. Mall now? You I could can. actually say to them, I won't go to any mall that does not uh, recognize the Macy's Day Parade. This building started putting up the holiday lights last week. Uh, those aren't. Those are winter lights, though. Those are not Christmas lights. They keep them up from only about because it gets dark on the plaza. Uh huh. And I, I'm they're well respected by me. Hmm. But you notice there's no color to those lights. No, they're and all And they don't white. put up things. Those are just basically. We know it's dark early. Here's some lights to brighten up, and I'm a big fan. It's like you know, like against like rapists or something. Well, this this actually makes you Radio feel lights. better in the winter when you walk through the area and you're having a cigarette. I wanted to ask you this too, Chris, and then I'm going to get back to friend zone people. When you smoke out front, right? Yeah. Do you try to throw your butt in the street or right on the sidewalk? I throw it on the sidewalk. I noticed the guy from Hits One did that. <laughs> a cigar smoker would never throw his butt down, even these small cigars. Mm -hmm. Would always shoot for the straight cigarette smokers, and I'm like, mm, that's what people hate. But somebody, somebody from this building has to go out and clean that up. I know, I does, see that guy. Does sleeves really not have a Halloween song? That seems crazy. Yeah, I don't know of any Halloween songs. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, I think all these chicks that are calling in are are full of shit. They think just because a guy is nice to them that the guy wants to sleep with them. And you're saying that's not true? That's not true if she's an ugly chick. Uh, so you haven't really made a point at all other than saying that somehow you're mad at women. But, you know, I, I do think, like, the idea... When you say that all girls know, you're kind of saying that a woman's walking around thinking, that guy wants to sleep with me, that guy wants to sleep with me. What, what kind of person would you be if you went around thinking that way? I don't think it's that, that, that it's an I ego thing. I think they just pick up on the signals. But they don't always give signals. Other than if the signal is, I like hanging around you, is that... Yeah, what are the, the signals? Signal? The only actual signal would be the English language and to say that. I mean, why wouldn't you take somebody at their word if they're saying, hey, I just like hanging out with you? We get why is so suddenly great. now the woman to blame... Because the guy can't be honest and say what's on his mind. Or just doesn't have, I don't know, the cart, whatever, to and, fucking And by the it. way, what is wrong with just having some of those things in your life that you don't act on? And, and what's wrong with either the guy or the girl saying, I don't know what this is or where it's going, let's just feel it out and see? I think I'm, I was fine the way that I, I was with Amy Mann. She's a married woman, and I enjoyed talking to her. And if she said, by the way, I want to be with you, then I would yell out, exactly! <laughs> but before that, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to respect Michael Penn, and I'm going to respect Amy Mann. First responders, at Amy Mann, at Amy Mann. Uh, the album is terrific. We got Hell some yeah. stuff signed uh, by her. Love and Charmer. At Amy Mann, A-I-M-E-E-M-A-N-N. -E -E um here is Ted in Providence. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? And ladies. Good. 
Hey, so uh, I feel like when a girl has male friends who may or may not be in love with her, I kind of feel like it's her responsibility to deny it because it sounds shitty. If she's like, oh, yeah, this is my best friend. We go out three times a week, but I know that he wants to bang me, but I'm going to keep hanging out with him. You know what I mean? It doesn't make them any less of friends, but when she says it out loud, doesn't it kind of sound bad? It's shitty. Um, yeah, but that's like sometimes you can say, this is my friend. He's a dope. He never has any of his own ideas. He comes over here, waits for me to do something, and then he does it with me. Is that... It might be wrong for you to say that out loud, but it's still true. You know what I mean? This is my friend. We always make fun of him. That's his place in this fucking group. You know what I mean? Like, look at fucking Earl and fucking Dave could not... I mean, Dave and uh, Hicks couldn't wait for Earl to get there. Where's Earl? Where's Earl? Earl came in. And they busted his balls. It's hammer time. It doesn't mean that they don't like girl. They like that relationship that they have. It's fun for them. How can we make him feel awkward or uncomfortable? Yeah. It's fun for them, but we can't act like, hey, all friendships are exactly the same way. And they're all even. Some friendships, one person moons over the other person. The other person doesn't. But I, I can see respecting someone's, you know, like if, if, if I did know and the guy was clearly not, didn't want to out himself, I, I might respect that and just be like, all right, we'll just be cool about Wait, this. what do you mean out yourself? Like if I knew the guy liked me, maybe someone told me and wasn't supposed to. Uh -huh. But he didn't want to express it and I wasn't interested in more, I would think it'd be a respectful thing to do to just be cool about it. You wouldn't think it would be more respectful to go, hey, I heard. That the reason why you're hanging around like this no. is because you want to make it to from friend zone into the HTG zone. <laughs> you wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Never. Um, let's go over here to Brad. Brad, you're on Fez. Hey, buddies. HTG. Um, one of my best friends is a woman, and I was very attracted to her. And I actually did approach the subject and wanted to see if she was interested. And she wasn't, but obviously... She still wanted to be my friend, and we're best friends to this day, and now there's no angst, you know. Obviously, and there's, she knows I'm attractive to her, or, and I think she's beautiful and wonderful, but still we're able to get along, and none of that is there now in the air. So we can just be ourselves and be all right as a friend. So you're just friends, and that's fine? Yes, that is fine. Actually, you know, I, I, will, I watched a 60 Minutes last night, and it was Steven Spielberg's parents, and he always thought that his dad left his mom but his mom left his dad by having sex with her friend All right. and ended up hooking up with his friend right oh shit years later she's a widower and she's best friends with her ex-husband and his wife we don't know what life brings us wow we don't have to fit and here's where the boys sit and here's where the men it's all different you don't know. Um, this got written into me. Sorry, Ron. Being from Philly, I do not acknowledge that wannabe copy of the Gimbal's Thanksgiving Day Parade, the Macy's Parade. Unfortunately, that even isn't even called Gimbal's anymore. I don't even know what they're calling it, that quarter mile of a parade that they do in Philly. Um, here's Larry. Larry, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, I've been in this friend zone a couple times, and it's totally, you know, the guy's fault. You get this magical moment, like I'd say a couple of months, where you have good energy with the girl. And if you don't make that move in that couple of months, she's going to be like, eh, 
he's not interested, and she'll go somewhere else, and then that's it. You're in the friend zone. You're fucked. So I think it's the, it's the guy's responsibility to make it known rather quickly that you're interested. Otherwise, the girl's going to go somewhere else. I kind of got to agree with that. Nobody has that guy to be in friend zone, or nobody. I know that women get blamed a lot, but in the same thing, if you got a guy with that's that your buddy's with a guy and he's got a truck, and you can say to him, "Hey, I could move some dirt. Why don't you come on over Saturday?" Oh, by the way, here's your shovel. Let's move this dirt. If he does it, then that's where he's put himself. Why would you then feel sorry for that guy? Why should anybody else feel res- a sense of responsibility for him? It's on the dude just not being able to make the move or or having knowing that they're in that situation and then like bitching about it or pining over the person. At least it's 50-50. So to just say mm. it's the woman's fault is just the weakest but thing. But let's just go back to the, hey, if you're saying to your friend, bring your truck over, I got to move my couch, bring your truck yeah. over, I got to help my cousin move. I, there's nothing wrong with saying bring your truck over. Right. It's the guy who says okay. Just like two guys hang around, one buys cigarettes, the other don't. How are you going to fucking blame the guy who don't buy cigarettes and always has a cigarette? How is it his fault? He doesn't know you have a problem with it if you don't speak up. Just say, you know, man, you call me all the time about the truck. I'd like to help you once in a while, but... Then you know what? We're not friends anymore. That's all I am to you is a truck. All right. That's it. Matter of fact, all you are to me is a shitty old truck. That's what you oh, are. Oh, come on. Wait a minute. Who's on your right, line I'll right go, now? I'll go Wait buy a, a new truck. Did you call with this with fucking Hicks on the other line? This is fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's a three-way call. Don't leave me. I'm getting a new truck tomorrow. Good. You know what? Go fucking pick up that drunk Hicks and drive him back to the drunk tank. <laughs> but see, here's the thing. People don't understand this. There are some people whose personalities suck so bad that the best thing about them is their truck. What is wrong? It's what social is, barter. And yeah, their what, willingness. But, but seriously, what is the difference between bringing the truck guy and the funny guy? Some guys are just like, because they're the funny guy. You've got something to contribute. It's right. like the guy in the band that just has the equipment and no one else can afford it. That was David Lee Roth. That's how he got into fucking Van Halen, supposedly, is he had the fucking PA. That's a smart move. If you're a young guy and you want to be a singer, get a fucking uh, PA. And maybe your thing is that you're the friend. And if you don't like what you're contributing, contribute something else or go find someone else to hang with. Rick, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, last time I was in the friend zone, my name is Rick. I wrote a song. Is this from a movie I don't know? <laughs> um... Let's go over here to John. John, you're on Fez. Yeah, Chris Rock had a great bit about the friend zone years ago, and it was how women have platonic friends and men unexpectedly become platonic friends. It's hilarious and sums it up. Maybe one of the guys could find it. Man, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? Uh, no hurry. Chris's material. Fucking let Chris Rock's material do the thing. Come on. Um, here's Brian. You're on the Run Fez show. Hey, buddies. Um... I, want, I wanted to add that I think part of the friend zone is it's not just guys and girls. I, I think uh, men can also friend zone women. And I've seen it happen with uh, guys that know girls like them but don't want to make a move but still kind of like having them around. All right. But, yeah, all right. Wait. So you're saying the girl, the guy 
will be friend zoning unattractive women? Well, I, from personal experience, I've had it where I've, I've known a woman to have a thing for me, but I'm too afraid to just kind of shut them down. So I'll just kind of go along being friends with them, even though I know that they want more. See, but I never heard of that. I heard of the, I definitely want to get together with you. I'm really going to be busy about 3 o'clock. Maybe I can meet you at your place. Um, no, I don't mind climbing in your window. That's Probably cool. only going to be there about 15, 20 minutes anyway. <laughs> so I never thought of that as like a friend zone thing. Make this quick. But the world famous, you know, one on the side, one in the chamber, always keep it around. Yeah. Um, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Here's George in Portland. You're on run a fez Hey, Ron. Man, just because some guy's a loser and will go to all ends of the, of the earth open and maybe one day will get a piece, that doesn't mean you get to defend the users. Never trust someone who's more than willing to use you up like a sap. No, you're acting like it's okay. Look, look, let me tell you something. Everybody that has problems with the fucking carnies, right? There would right. be no carnies if there were no roops. I am not going to fucking sit around and feel sorry for people who make 3 a.m. fucking phone calls thinking that they're getting some kind of a great fucking product on an infomercial. The same thing can be done as friend zone or people who allow them to be used. What is wrong with I have a dull personality. There's nothing fucking happening for me, but I have a backyard pool and a fucking keg stand. Shit, that sounds great. That maybe is what he uses. How is that any different than the guy who's kind of dull, but he can play lead guitar in a band and chicks like him for his lead guitar? So what is the difference? That's what he has. So you think it's even okay, like, if the woman is a con, you know, if she's luring it in and playing it up and going for it. I mean, we were talking before about where the woman doesn't maybe know that he's indoor, but there are definitely some girls who will string those guys along and keep them close because she likes to have admirers around her. Yeah, what am I going to do, hate her? I don't have any... I have, That's a little I, shitty. Uh, first of all, most people's relationships are a little shitty, but I don't take my time to go in and go, oh, you know what? Rob Cross is too good for his wife. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that would never dawn on me, you know? Why would I say these two people shouldn't be friends because one is above the other well i've had guy friends where i know that they just they're trying to get away from the pull of some woman and they can't because every time they start to walk away she changes her personality to try to lure them back that's and their I know fucking it's thing their heart that but they choose to be in a heartbreaking place but they think oh she does like me she does i can so hear the signs so what Too bad i mean that is between them and it's up to him to grow up I don't know why on the outside that we should fucking say that we're the savior. You know, if you sit around and you act like you're progressive enough that it's okay for two men to be together, why is it then not okay for an obnoxious woman to be with a timid man? They make the fucking choice. It's their choice. What, when, what makes me the fucking moral judge Judy of everything that I happen to see around me? And again... 
maybe if that guy isn't sitting around being tortured by that woman, he's sitting at home with nothing to do. Maybe this that fucking shitty relationship is the best thing that he'll ever have going for him. Yeah, I just I just feel like she's kind of lying to a guy. It's it's the same thing as lying to the guy. Uh, but again, do we lie to each other in relationships all the time? If someone says, no, you don't look fucking fat. No, your hair looks great. <laughs> no one's looking at your giant ears. You're fucking... You know, who are we to decide? These lies, okay? These lies, not okay. It's not like she's um, some kind of gold digger stealing money out of his bank account. Um, here is Scott. Scott, you're on the Run of Fez show. Yeah, um, I was in the friend zone for like three years, just kind of waiting and not here, and she'd talk about this guy or that, and, you know, I was always attracted to her, and then we finally started hooking up, um, which was awesome, and everything was great, and we did that for months, and then all of a sudden, I was told by another person that she wanted more than just hooking up, so then I put her in the friend zone. Like, nah, I don't want to ruin our friendship type thing, you know? You know what it was? You know what you did? You put her in the under my thumb zone. <laughs> you fucking Mick Jaggered that shit, and it was perfect. Was it, was it revenge, or was it just the way you felt? No, it was just the way I felt. Like, she was awesome chick in that, and I mean, really good in bed, but just, I don't know, I couldn't see dating her seriously, you know? I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. This is you and your chick. Here's James in Utah. You're on Fez. Uh, yeah, I've, I've got me a moral conundrum with this uh, subject that you're speaking of. Right, give it to us. I have... Uh, oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. I have a... Oh, no. It's a moral conundrum. Conundrum. And she has been my boss for about 10 years. I'm self-employed, but she's accountable for about 60% of my income. And she is also married, but now she is starting to buy me gifts, um, slipping me cash. And I am so in love with her. I have been for years, but I just haven't done anything because she's married. But she sleeps upstairs. Her husband sleeps downstairs. I need your advice, Ronnie. You don't need any advice from me. You already, you already know what you're going to do. DTS. This has nothing to do with me. Uh, by the way, what kind of work are you in? I'm just curious about that. I'm a self-employed painter. Okay. Yeah, you're not going to take any anybody's advice. Or you know what you want to do. That is true. But I, are you, you know, married? I, I have my mom even telling me that uh, to try and uh, start banging her. And I'm like, Mom, you're, you're trying to tell my mom's a really religious lady. I'm like... Mom, do you understand that you're trying to get me to 
commit one of what you consider a sin, and I'm just like, holy shit, am I the only one who's thinking straight? Um, I don't even know if you are thinking straight, because you're the one thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You want it. You just like balls. That is true. What kind of uh, presents she been buying you? Uh, the last one, she just flipped me 200 bucks uh, uh, to pay for getting my, one of my dogs spayed. She didn't have to do that. She's buying me nice Columbia jackets. She uh, um, bought me some lawn furniture. Nice. Um, yeah. This thing has gotten fucking serious, dude. These are great gifts, especially this, the neutering. Don't don't take this the wrong way, but it, I mean, it's going to end badly. No, it is. There's isn't. going to be it's terrible things great. that it's are gonna, going to It's going to go great. But you're going to do it anyway. You're, it's going to go that's, great. That's, that's my biggest fear, because I don't want it to end badly. That's why I haven't done it. Yeah, because you're worrying about that 60% of your income. Yes, that has to do it. That, that, you know, I, if I was you, i just fucking fucking tie a t- paintbrush to my dick and go walking in there and say, look, this is what you're really interested in, isn't it? Let's not fucking play games here. Come on, come on. My mom even told me this was a good move. The best thing you could do is start looking for other sources of income while all this is going on. That's true. Get a lot of right, find some other bitches out there that are ready for it, you know? You're the best. Thank you. I don't think it's going to happen for him. I don't think he's a closer. Anyone who gets around talking to their mom about stuff is not a closer. She's a closer, though. Mm. She might just she use may that be a closer. paint her dick up and just fucking throw them away. <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, she's gonna blame it on him in the you know that you shouldn't have crossed the line, and now I have to. I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to cut our. I fucking ties. do some shit. Don't worry about me. That's what I'd say. I do this and I do that. That's how it goes with me. She's going to catch it. I play games, but I ain't fucking playing one right now. That guy's not in the friend zone. He's in the hunted zone. <laughs> She's fucking just looking for the dick. He's prey. Yeah, you know what I would say? No, the hunted have become the hunters. <laughs> this ain't fucking uh, the girl where Alfred Hitchcock is fucking chasing Tippi Hedren around and trying to grab her fucking tits and pussy. Damn, he was real obsessed with her, huh? Oh, Hitch, use me as putty. I don't like fucking putty. I I don't like that they call him Hitch. Just reminds me of that Will Smith movie. (laughs) It reminds me more of Christopher Hitchens. Oh, that's sad. What? Fucking, you know, the cancer. Well, he'll beat it. I know he will. He's dead. I still believe. I still believe he. No, no, cancer beat him. He doesn't have it anymore. It killed him. Uh. TJ in Colorado, you're on a fez. Yeah, I just want to let the uh, Mr. Da Vinci over there understand with this conundrum that the husband's not going to have a conundrum whenever uh, he walks in and catches him. That guy ain't going to get fucking none of it. You want to sit in the corner like a cuckold and enjoy? That's up to you. <laughs> but this one was getting fucking stretched the fuck out. Hide behind the couch and jack off. I'm curious how he knows one of them sleeping upstairs and one of them sleeping upstairs. Because she tells him. She bitches. She should be like, I haven't got any cock in forever anyway. That's true. The, here's the 200 for your dog to get neutered. <laughs> Here, what's some more Lauren furniture? It's plastic. <laughs> this is nice. Go ahead. You got a truck, right? Come over and pick it up. <laughs> Look, the water just falls right off it. The husband should be wondering where this lawn furniture is when he sees the bill for it. You don't know that. Maybe it's fucking their old lawn furniture. 
She's I'm like, sure oh, he'd be fucking happy enough to have it. I threw it out. It's, I just gave him this creepy fucking painter that I'm not <laughs> trying to fuck that won't Plus, fuck me. That motherfucker don't get to see the bills. He don't even get to sleep upstairs. <laughs> He's sleeping fucking downstairs like a fucking St. Bernard. This thing's going to turn into a murder-suicide. Fucking lock it up. Who's the suicide? <sighs> I think she's the suicide. I think she does the husband and does herself. After she fucks the painter. Does My thing is, I want to do the first suicide murder where I shoot myself through the brain, but then that bullet goes out and hits you in the brain. It's like that movie Wanted. I didn't see it. No, remember it was the Loom? Fucking, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was Assassins. Sounds really good, though. Loom, it, huh? Yeah, there was a Loom that told, magic Loom that told people, you know, who's going to get killed. Why didn't they just make up things like who they want to kill? Oh, boy. See the movie. That's what I'm telling you. Spoiler alert. I don't like movies where bullets bend. Yeah, well, I guess they, they angled it. That bullet itself didn't bend, right? Well, the, the bullet fucking... Well, the, like the to directory, yeah. yeah. Like, I could fucking shoot at you, but hit something behind you and not hit you. That's fucked up. If you shot me, you kill me and Dana. I think right behind this wall is where she's sitting. I, got, I should bring in Mike, too. Send Dana in. That wanted, you know, it was just a rip off of the Matrix, in my opinion. Oh boy, Dana, I got the word from a VP. You are not to comment on any shows outside of the Ron and Fez show, or you'll be finding yourself. And one of the things is, aren't you just supposed to be doing intern duties? I so, do do intern duties. Yes. I do a lot of work. I just want you to know. Okay. They don't. They see what you're up to, and they don't like it. It's on now. It is on. Well, no, it's off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> are you wearing, um, like, perfume today? Mm-hmm. What are you wearing? Uh, I'm scared to tell you. <laughs> what is it? Rihanna. <laughs> oh, God. Well, it smells seriously... Like domestic violence, <laughs> it does. I almost started swinging at it. You've never been a big perfume user before, right? Uh, no, I, I love perfume. I just, I, I don't know, I switch it up a little mm. bit, you know. <laughs> I like it, it's all good. All right, well, good luck with everything, but keep it in house, do not yeah. comment on what you see down the hall or at any other place, okay? No. You don't. You think fucking Sam is stupid? That is not, you keep it to yourself. Inside voice. Okay. Boom. Inside voice. Can I count on you? Yeah, definitely, of course. This would be the first time that I ever could. And I don't. I don't say that I'm kissing up, but I actually said this. No, no, no. I hate her too. <laughs> and that kind of makes me look like a kiss up. I really do. Well, I mean, they must have heard me yelling at her, so, you know, my feelings. Yeah. Um, I want you back in the friend zone with her. Stop yelling at her and <laughs> yeah. be in her friend zone. All right, everyone's it's in the It's fun nice to yell at zone. each other, though. It's not every day you get to yell at your boss. You, I know. <laughs> you need a mentor. 
I am. He is a great mentor. You need one outside of that. Somebody who's been around for quite some time. I don't have time. I'm good on my own. I'm very independent. I'm telling you that I'm just hearing down the hall that this isn't going the way it should. No way. All right. I'm just getting this uh, sent to me. Intern Dana 2... Intern Dana, too. That's a person's name. Okay. Said Fez should be her mentor in the chat on Friday. Now we're talking about something. This makes sense. You take a Fez Watley, and he can bring in another perspective for you. I agree. Okay. Now I'm finding out the person's name was Dana Fan, too. Not Intern Dana, too. <laughs> where, where was this? In the chat room. Uh, Fez's oh, the chat Shark room. Tank thing? Yeah. He does all the Shark Tanks. And tonight I'll be doing the last of the presidential debates starting at 9 o'clock. Well, it does sound exciting, so I... Everyone should be excited. It's going to get serious after this. It's going to get real. It's going to get real. Shit's going to get Are real. Are you going to be there with your mentor tonight? If you guys want me to, I, yeah, That's sure. up to your mentor. I mean, I'm out. Of this. I'm out now. Sure, it's been fun. Be it's been fun, Dave. All right, so as, you, as Barack you, Obama takes apart Mitt Romney again. <laughs> so you uh, want to be her mentor? Yes, I'll be her mentor. Did you send out a thank you note to Dana Fan too? No, I did not. I Why not? Did you thank Dana too, Fan for that? No, I thanked everybody for being in the Shark Tank room. I'm trying to be specifically here. We're trying to find a place for you. Now, I assumed uh, Dana Fan 2 was actually Dana. What no, happens when you assume? <laughs> Make an ass. And the, if, you're going, if you're going to mentor her, you would be happy that she came in, correct? Absolutely. All right, so what would you but, like to say to Dana Fan 2? Uh, Dana Fan 2, it's not Dana, right? No, it's not me. Okay. Then, good call on my, that I should mentor her. <laughs> Amazing. Good call on that. Yeah, okay. thanks, thanks a lot, Dana Fan 2. Thanks, Dana Fan 2. All right, Dana Fan 2. Dana Fan 2. Like Maybe we should send something out to Dana Fan 2. <laughs> what do they win? Fruit what does Dana Fan 2 win? Uh, let's see. We could uh, send out an Amy Mann CD. Well, we're already doing that for the other contest. Oh, how about my autograph? It sounds like that's, <laughs> that's something that Dana Fan would love. My Did you check on you, with your mentor on that? Um, my that sounds good. We'll I find would, something oh. for you to sign. I got the okay from the mentor. All right, so the mentor <laughs> actually is being guided by the mentee. I never let Dana guide me in anything. I know you I don't. Her mentor. <laughs> Dana Fan 2 is going to love this. Anyone would love it. Come on, each. There was a Kokomo fan, too, oh, in God. there, too. Is it really? I'm sure it was just Kokomo in two accounts. Um, Eric in Houston, <laughs> you're in my defense. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Okay. Well, I got a situation. I need some advice, man. That's why we're here for... <laughs> the Advice Show. <laughs> I love that sounder. That's the best. Anyway, so... The Advice Show. Go ahead. All right, all right. So, I'm talking to this chick, and she is happens to be married and has two kids, right? Yes. Uh, we we were just talking, just friends. The marriage is basically there for the kids. They don't even see each other. They don't live in the same house, okay? They don't sleep together, anything. They split the kids up three days, you know, three days, two days, whatever. But anyway, 
so uh, I kind of let it slip that to my to my folks and then her folks found out that we're talking and they don't approve and they're putting the kibosh on it. What should I do? Well, first of all, uh, you two sound like you're adults. Why are your folks involved in your lives? I don't know. I don't know. But they are putting the pressure now. That's the first are, thing are I would work the on. They, uh, what did you say to your parents when they say, I don't want you playing with that kid? I told them it's none of your business and that, you know, that, that they, they have no, no right to even talk about it. Mm-hmm. But But there's this whole health thing, like... She's married to him because of uh, health care type of stuff. One of the kids has some problems. That's Romney care. Uh, That's yeah, Romney care for you. Exactly, exactly. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. I mean, should I defy them? Uh, they're worried because the guy's a cop. He may come after me. I don't know. Let him. Yeah, you've been shot before. What's the fucking difference? What could he do? Well, it has happened to my family. Um, the reality of it is this. You could say to her, I mean, I'm obviously you're romantically interested in her, right? No, uh, it's true. Like, we just, like, we, we get each other. You know how, like, sometimes you meet people yeah, that, like... Yeah, I know. What you get is, like, sexual attraction, though. <laughs> no, I swear, well, maybe, but a little bit. But, but my, my just the, that we, the deal is this. We, the, know, the woman's life is kind of fucked up right now, and you should tell her, look, once you get your life, if you decide to make these things, I'll be around... If not, good for you, and, you know, you did your thing, but, you know, you don't want to be that guy. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be a homewrecker or anything like that, and I, I didn't really even anticipate it being like that type of situation to just somebody that I could talk to and was, like, there for me 100%. And, you yeah, know, there's no such just, thing as that. There's no stuff. one that has really great advice and can give you all this shit. It's just someone to have sex with. <laughs> and, and any woman in that position is not... You know, she's she's a different person right now through that oh, transition absolutely. than she's going to be in right. six months or in a year. So, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean you can't get involved with her, uh, but just... Th- you know what? All you'd have to do, if anyone was, like, honest enough to, like, take notes during that early exciting part, like, the stuff like, oh, my God, she writes poetry. Um, God, she makes pork chops. Can you <laughs> believe... You know, you just act like everything she does is so fucking great. And then later you'll be like... It's the same stupid pork chops every night. She tries to fucking tell dirty limericks. It sucks. <laughs> she knows I no other. Can't be around her. The minute they you break up, it's the same list. The, the list if you'd written down the things you liked about her is gonna. It's be everything that you hate. Yeah, you hate. So true. Pork chops. Just every fucking time, fucking cooking a pork chop. <laughs> you know, but There's I. other meats. What's really fun is like when you have a friend who gets in the thing and he starts to like you know we're rollerblading now and you're like you what? hate rollerblade no but it's fun we rollerblade and then we have sex <laughs> rollerblades on really rollerblade sex huh and i brought that up to amy man the way women will constantly like now i sky jump because my boyfriend does so this is what broke my heart in that conversation. I, I started with this huge smile as Amy Mann comes in, and then you two started talking about that, and my face just sunk. Because not only am I that woman, but I like that. I think it's a good thing, and I hate that two people that I respect so much are trashing. Not trashing, but we talking didn't about trash that. Like, all we like said, it's a flaw. No, we didn't say it was a flaw. We just said that it's something that women do. Well, I think what she said is that it's not real and that it's a codependent thing and that it's not about 
you know that that it's a that it is is something that don't you think that we're all a little bit of codependent though? Yeah, and I actually well I I don't think there's anything wrong with having some codependence, and I and I don't think it's necessarily a codependent thing. If you're a person who seeks out new experiences and adventures and 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 cool things, then meeting guys that are passionate about something is going to draw you in. And you're going to be excited to learn this new thing with them. See, here's one of my things. I met this great woman, but um, she thinks I wear an eye patch and I work for the CIA. Oh, shit. And now I got to tell her the truth. Don't. I got two great eyes, and I don't know anything about the CIA. Just tell her it's a glass eye. Keep it up. You're brilliant. Thank so you. Keep the lies going. You just, yeah, just never fucking stop. But what's wrong with taking on someone else's interest? Look, if you only take on the interest of the guys that you meet, then that's Come on, you never cool, met a girl who just suddenly dresses and talks different. Yeah, but I think that's different than someone who gets excited about other people's interests. Well, that's what we were talking about. We are talking about a girl who changes her personality, and a lot of girls do this, by the way, to match her new boyfriends. And you don't think men do this? Mm, no, well, I think men are less fucking likely to do that. But how many times you know you hear about that guy who's now oh he's going to the opera or he's going to the ballet and he's hating it, but and he's never. pretending. I've to love never. Those. I mean, that's a cliche from a movie, but I've never had a friend go to the opera. The <laughs> those ballet. are the, those are the men on the leash, though. Or the guys. Is who, that where you like them? Uh, I would like my boyfriend to do th some things that I like. You like to call him a freak on a leash. I, I guess so. <laughs> All right, you know what's more familiar with the men is the guys who will stop doing something because they've met a girl. Suddenly they're quitting the softball team. Mm. They're not going golfing. That with the means guys. whipped. Hello, that's the word. But whipped, can I tell you, maybe whipped. the only reason why they played softball is because they didn't have a chick in their life. Like maybe they were just like, Film it's time. better than sitting home. <laughs> but here I am, 38, and I'm on a softball team. <laughs> I mean, to me, starting short stuff. Though. Seriously, <laughs> it does get depressing when you say to yourself, and that's why I was glad th to fucking turn over my fantasy team, because it is ridiculous. So then they're just telling their buddies they're kind of pissed and that she's making them do it just to get them off the hook with the buddies, you well, think? Well, no. If, you, if you're now telling me that a woman made you, but if a guy decided to quit the softball team because he was interested in a girl, that's different than the woman making him. We're not saying that the women are made to go skydiving or to go to classic right. car things. They just suddenly act like they care about it. That's, that's a whole different thing than being made to. I agree. Um, here is Jerry. Jerry, New Jersey. You're on my face. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Jerry, real quick, because I got a break. Yeah, I, got, I had a friend who always worked a friend angle, and he'd start sabotaging the girl's relationship. And he would lie about guys that would be good for the girl. And he was always, I found it to be very sneaky. But uh, he, he never let his uh, real feelings known. He'd even act like he was gay sometimes. And uh, he'd act like he was a brother to her, like a big brother. The reality, most of the time he's waiting for the girl to get drunk or something. The real, I, I always found that to be very sneaky. If a girl puts you in a friend zone, you really just got to get away from her. Just says, if you really want to be with her, you, got, you can't stay in that spot. You'll never be honest with them. It's a very good point. I mean, the dishonesty of the friend zone where some guys will stay there for years. You just lie and wait. Or maybe it's not even waiting. It's just, I'm stuck here. I know it's never going to happen. <laughs> and yet, they're never honest. 
just fucking living a lie. The girl's being honest. She wants to be friends with him, and she's being friends with him. No, I didn't say I didn't blame the girl. (laughs) I'm always going to blame. Like, if you're in any situation, right, and you give in, you're responsible for giving in. If you compromise, you can't use the thing of, hey, I only compromise because I thought it would be good for everybody. You still have to take fucking responsibility for that. Mm -hmm. Now, if some guy is going to say this, look, I got a dog. And I ain't never getting rid of that dog. I don't give a shit. It's a pit bull. I don't care if we have kids, whatever. And she's like, oh, he'll change his fucking mind later. And no. <sighs> but if he acts like I really don't care about this dog, and then, then won't get rid of it. No. That kind of passive-aggressive thing is what drives me nuttier. Gotta care about that dog. It's yeah. your dog. But I also fucking hate the way some people think that being nice should be a reward uh, upon itself. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I was nice to you, so now you should be nice to me. No, you're I don't think so. To be nice. That just means that you're acting nice. Yeah, if you're not a nice person, but you're going through the thing of acting nice. Absolutely. I got no fucking time for you. It's always weird of like, uh, I always hate to bring it back to quitting dope and alcohol, but a lot of guys that do, then they're like, you know what? I gave up drinking and drugs, and yet my family still brings it up to me, and they won't trust me. I'm like, maybe they never will. That isn't the reason why you quit, so good things will happen to you. You know what I mean? You're trying to be a better, responsible person in society, but it doesn't mean doing good things means that all these good things is going to roll back in two weeks. 20 years of behavior is suddenly put... It's just like a guy who, like, he screams his way, finally she leaves... He shows up with, like, flowers. You know, like, oh, that fucking $15 worth of flowers changes everything. (laughs) He cares. That shows that he cares. Uh, We're going to break here. We're going to come back. Uh, Announce and unmask. Just real quick, John from uh, Virginia has a question for Dana. Go ahead, John. Hey, Roddy, guys. Dana. What's up? I'm your number one fan. Will you marry me? Uh, Yeah. Yes, she will. No, yep. All right, so Nate, Dana's bowl. off the market now. She's <laughs> marrying a guy named John from Virginia. Congratulations. You made my, all right, thanks. You made my day, hon. They, they said yes. <laughs> I didn't say anything. Well, What's I, going on with your mentorship right now? I used to As be your a mentor, mentor, I think you should marry him. Come on, mentor. No, you're supposed to say Are you no. going to be a serious mentor or a joke mentor, Fez? I'll be a serious mentor. But, but you're supposed to be protective of me. You don't want me. You want to be protective. No, I don't want you, but <laughs> I will mentor you. Okay. Why can't you seriously mentor? What would you seriously do as a mentor? I think one thing she needs to do is figure out a way to beat Joe on the Wednesday competitions. Oh, I God. think that would be big for her. But that's serious. I mean, the Wednesday competitions are a throwaway. What are you really going to do as if you were a real life coach? How can you get her to lock up? How do you get her to purse? Well, I would try to steer her away from those things. What are you going to do with Dana? What's the plan? Um, I haven't figured it out yet, but what we'll, we'll do is we'll try to so uh, put together a demo tape for her so that by the time she's done with her internship, we'll see if there's a place for her around here. She already had that. She already had that. Um, hmm. Holly said, I know one particular couple in here where the girl totally switched gears 
and changed her whole viewpoint on life to match his. I wonder who that is. What's going on? <laughs> hmm. We're going to be back in a minute and announce the next Unmasked. And it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. As I said earlier, it, it tied in with Amy Mann. By the way, on Twitter, at Amy Mann, at Amy Mann, we will break. Be right back. Round and go. Ron and Fez Show. Ron and Fez. Strong, I'm gonna take you down with one little stone. I'm gonna break you down and see what you're worth, what you're really worth to me. It's the Ron and Fez show on a Molson Monday, as it's now being called. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. We're going to be announcing the next Unmasked, which we have uh, going up right now on the iBang. Uh, and Hicks, this is one of the ones that you put together, right? Yeah, this is my baby, Ron. I had no idea that... This was your baby, and you wanted to put the baby to bed today, because it's a damn good one. Oh, and uh, how weird was it that I just told you, and you probably didn't even know this, he's in the Charmer video with Amy Mann. It's all connected. Yeah. It's all connected, because on this on November 1st, at 4.30 p.m., we will be unmasking John Hodgman. Mr. John Hodgman. You know him, of course, uh, from... Oh, our favorite TV show of all time. Um, the one that... What's the name of that? Uh, not Curb. Uh, Bored to Death. Yeah, Bored to Death. He's the um, evil... Yeah, he's the evil friend. The evil millionaire friend. <laughs> Oliver Platt's assistant, right? Also, of course, on The Daily Show. Oh, yeah, on The Daily Show. But many of you will know him as PC in the Apple versus PC commercials. He was the PC to Justin Long's Mac. And Justin Long was like young and hip and laid back, and uh, Hodgman was tight and uh, evil and old fashioned. I guess uncool. Those were actually really good commercials. That was huge. Those were that was a huge fucking campaign. It was great. I would like to get a commercial where I played PC, <laughs> but in my commercial, PC would win. Well, they have that new fucking uh, tablet out, so. But did you ever notice, like, Justin Long was always, like, nice to him and not mean to him? Like, come mm -hmm. on. You're doing some good stuff, too. No. But John Hodgson wouldn't want to hear any of that. No. He was like, fuck Apple. 
And yet, at the end of the day, look what happens. You don't fuck Apple, Apple fucks you. Mm -hmm. So that is an unmasked. Uh, make sure you get in on it. Uh, and then we are going to do another unmasked about a week after that uh, based on something um, that everybody here on this channel will love. Oh, yeah. On a really terrific guest that we've been trying to do stuff with for a while. So good stuff. Hell yeah. Good unmasked stuff. Hell yeah. And this John Hodgman unmasked, the reason why I'm most uh, happy about it, this is my favorite day of the year, All Saints Day. So it's a chance for us to thank not some of, but all of the saints. They all get props. It's November 1st, yeah. Thursday. The saint that you're named after stopped existing. <laughs> I thought he came back, though. Um, the saint that I'm uh, named after, St. Ronald... This is how he got made a saint. He found a turtle on his back, and he turned it over. That, that qualified for the sainthood? It sure did. I mean, you know, it's nice to save a turtle. Because um, he said, I'm in a hurry, but I'm still going to lean over and let this, this turtle up on its feet. And it was probably going to die. Starved to death. God really fucked up making turtles. They probably didn't think. They can't lay on their backs. Well, I mean, that's like saying, oh, he fucked up when he made humans because they can't fucking breathe underwater. Everybody gets blessings. Everybody gets curses. I guess. I mean, you would think, look, if you were just guessing, and the three quarters of the earth was water, wouldn't you guess that the dominant species would be in water? Not on land? Mm -hmm. And have some gills be able to breathe under there. There should be underwater cities. You would, you would assume that's where the fucking action is. That's where the dominant species. No. We had to crawl out of that mucky muck. Walk around on our flipper hands. And I'm, oh, please, religious freakish. people, don't even listen to me. I'm just making up jibber-jabber. Walk around on our, on our flipper hands till finally they became feet... And then our reptilian bodies turned into mammals. Finally, the monkey. And the monkey, one day, put on pants, smoked a cigar, and called himself Boss Man. Top of the fucking ladder, man. <laughs> and everything after that had to look out for his boomstick that he fucking chased them around in. You like that? Shitty fucking animals? It's the way... Science works. Sooner or later, you have a bunch of muck starts to come, starts to crawl out of that muck. Yeah. And if you wait long enough, one of those muck crawlers will be driving a car. That's going to be a real long time. And like, if, see, here's the weird thing. If you came back to this planet, like the last time you were here a million years ago, yeah. we might have looked like just this grunting, fucking weird little mammal. And now you come back here and we're in airplanes. You would have to be going like, this fucking surprised me. I did not see a future for this species. They got satellites and shit in the air. We're fucking blowing shit up. They, yeah, they're, they're ready to nuke places. Like this that? would be like if one day you came back to the frog pond and you saw like a concert of frogs going on and they had fucking electricity and shit. How this happen? You would not be able to believe it. I would have uh, thought everything would have everything in the same area would have evolved the same way. Like a giraffe 
got the long neck because it needed to eat the leaves up at up at the top of the tree. That zebras and everything else in that area would have evolved the same way. Because they all went to different places, though. They all did different things and supposedly evolved in that direction. So the zebra wasn't interested in the top of the tree. Maybe the giraffe was interested in the top of the tree because he wasn't as, uh, enough to get everything else. You know, that's the weird thing about it. Like the jellyfish, happy to stay a jellyfish. The shark, this is all I really knew, need to, we have perfected the shark. Alligators too, I don't think they haven't really changed much. I did not know that about the alligator. Yeah, they're kind of, they were just bigger back in the day. Like now, said, if you were an alligator and you went to the zoo and there was a crocodile nearby, you'd be like, you pretty much seem like a fucking one of us, but you're not. I don't know how that happened. No. And the weird thing is, Fez, like you look at the zebra and the giraffe and they look totally different. Mm -hmm. But mostly, almost everything about them is the same. Like in you saying they evolved the same... 99.999%, yes, they did evolve the same. You could probably look at all of us and go, well, look at all those mammals. They all are pretty mammally. But we got thumbs, baby. Yeah. But to the outside eye, the fucking giant UFO eye, that might not even mean shit. We should nuke that fucking thing. Are we really that far along in the day? Yeah, we're yeah. 20 minutes. Wow. I got to jump on a lot of shit that happened on the site today that I have totally uh, haven't been paying attention to. Um, the weather girls fucking killed me. That thing is up. Fat girls trying to hide shit up under their dresses to shoplift is just fucking amazing. As I like to yell out, where my plus size girls? Because they out there. I know they out there. Oh, they're out there and they're looking for that. Hey, plus size girls, you like to eat, right? Okay, yeah. That's the thing. We go out on a date. We show them that we can eat. There she is looking like she's put a, a bottle of liquor into her vagina oh. and walking pretty much the same way. Um, yeah, she's asking for help from clerks and shit. She, she's not, it's not bothering her. There are new Kevlar socks that's up on the iBank today. This is the save you from being shot in the ankles. Um, Sign me up. Here's a story I know that you're going to like, Hicks. Uh, Steve Jobs said John Mayer was blowing it right before <laughs> he died. <laughs> it's fucking great. Good for you, Steve Jobs. Amazing, right? That's so fucking funny. Good. No. John Mayer, that it's always going to be on your head that Steve Jobs thought you were a fuck-up. A video that you must see is the Brooklyn video. Steal a Snickers at 7-Eleven, and they will strip your ass. They will pull you down. It's going to happen, man. I tried to pull Fez into this earlier. He wasn't having any part of it. But only 3% of the countries are LGBTs. And with so many supposedly bi girls... That you run into, wasn't it always like ten percent? Right, that was the lie. That's a that's a fucking three times lie. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Only three point four percent. But there's son. gay people that work here. It seems like we would have more than four percent. 
gay people working here even. Th- this is of America, not fucking Sirius XM. If this was Sirius XM, yes, the number would be higher. <laughs> but you can't think of this fucking crazy place that we work at. By the way, with an all-gay channel, yeah. as being the norm. Yeah, like there's very business. few of those in Iowa or Arizona. You can even go to New York City, and you'll have a much higher percentage. What would uh, Deb would be surprised how few Jews there are when you get away look, from some of the cities. I'm no. just trying to look that up on my phone to see if there's more Jews or gays. And what'd you come up with? I didn't get there yet. I bet. <laughs> I bet there's only about three percent. Um, Jews. Um, again, walk around Hollywood and you would think more. But there's some places there's just none. The first thing, I I don't know if this is accurate, but the first thing I spotted was that it has decreased from an estimated 3.7% in the 30s to, and I have Is that the Jews? Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate. 1.7% as of 2007. Wow. Which is probably about the same amount of gay guys. Because you're like a majority compared to me. No, because he does not really consider himself in with bi women and gay women. Oh. His thing, if you went straight gay male, would be the figure that I'd like to see. Yeah, well, I wonder what that is. Most of this has got to be bi chicks. I know a lot of women who say, well, I'm kind of bi. I don't know. Um... Here's Mike. Mike in Chicago. You're on my Fez. Hey, Ron, gentlemen. Yeah. You know, Hunter S. Thompson right. had a great quote about uh, evolution. And uh, he said, when you enter the ocean, man does not always enter at the top of the food chain. I think it's pretty accurate. We're master of land. No, he's wrong oh, because oh. fucking submarines. The fact that we're on the top of the food chain. How many chain, people are in submarines? Haven't you seen the great whales that eat submarines? No. Out there, no, you fucking live in a dream world. Let me tell you something, dude. Here's to show you. What do you think happens? More fishy humans or more humans eat fish? Take more a look at the fish. fucking however, top of the food however. chain. Okay, hop in the water. Let me know how long you last for uh, 24 hours. We don't enter at the top of the food chain. Yes, we happen. do. If I went into a fucking submarine, I would be there perfect. How okay, many fucking how many fish are we pulling out of the ocean? And how many fucking humans are they pulling off the fucking shore? We're depopulating that fucking That's like saying walk into the jungle and we're not the top of the food chain. Yes, we are. Because we're walking into the jungle with automatic fucking weapons. There's not a species out there that isn't almost distinct because of us. That's how (laughs) at the top of the food chain we are. We had to fucking let up on deer to even give them a fine chance. And that was a mistake because they start coming back. If anything, if we were smart, we'd start eating people. Soil and green. Fucked up. Dude, I just have that fucking rented for tonight. Really? Are you it's trying to tell me now that soil and green is people? Uh, uh, I brought up seven fucking movies the other day, and you hadn't seen one of that's them. That's true. Some of them are 40 years old. <laughs> Gina Davis actually said this to me today. Your friend doesn't know a lot about movies. Oh, come on. Right? Right? Your friend... He doesn't know a lot about movies. No, you said that right, Gene. Right? Right, right? Yeah, that's right. <sighs> that's the beauty of it all, though. Uh, the Madonna gangbang is also hysterical. Madonna in Colorado pointed a fake gun at the audience and started pulling the trigger. <laughs> what the- then they said she was exactly... 
in between those movie theaters and Columbine <laughs> that you could have thrown a fucking rock to both. And she doesn't understand. Here's a, a, a story I really like. The city paper in Washington, D.C. now calls the Redskins the Pigskins. They will no longer use the name Redskins. Because of the Native American offensiveness. Yeah. I... I... I get saying you don't want to use that name, but why just substitute pigskins? That doesn't even make sense. Well, a pigskin is what we call the football. Yeah, but they're not the Washington football skins. They're really not anything. We just make up a name for them. And see, well, here's what happens. The name Redskins. Like, would you be offended if they were called the Washington Jewskins? Yeah, I would. Yeah. So that's what the <laughs> Apache... Uh, Blackfoot but and if you, Crow. If you then change their name from Jewskins <laughs> to Pigskins, I'd still be offended. You I just think get you offended. Were calling e me a pig. You get offended easy. No, but they have the hogs there, so it actually does fit. Oh, oh shit! What hogs? In the face. It's uh, an old thing that used to exist. These fat guys will put hog faces on and um, pretend they're in the end zone. Never heard that. Never well, they they used to call their old line the hogs, and that's why they dressed up like that back in the said, Look, and she's all learning something every day. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Fez has to smash your face into the mud <laughs> for you to it. wake up. It's okay. I can take it. Good, Fezzy. You feel you like the victory? I don't know. It's not if it made someone feel bad. Because oh, I don't feel bad. Oh, that, then I love it. I'm good. He doesn't know. Go for it. I loved it. I thought you dropped the fucking hammer on her. It really it was fucking like that. It was quick. This is good news. HTG, you'll care about this one. The OJ armed robbery and kidnapping case is going to be reopened. Now, they said he hired a Miami fucking lawyer to take care of him in Nevada. Always a mistake, right? Huge mistake. You need local counsel. Gave... 500000 or $300,000 to his lawyer. His lawyer fucking threw five grand at a local <laughs> Nevada guy, and that was it. And they even said to the Miami attorney, what did you do with the um, stuff? And he said, well, we have expenses. There's cocaine and sunblock. They go, this is fucking Miami. How is this not OJ's own fault? Well, that's, uh, that was, that's basically exactly what I was going to asked you, do you get let out of prison or at least get another case for having a bad lawyer? Not not in not in this type of circumstance. I mean, you, you'd have to... No, never when you because, just made the foolish mistake of giving one, and couldn't one you lawyer make, too much money. Would, couldn't you always make the argument of if they didn't win the case for me, they were bad? He I mean, had, it seems like there's always that opportunity and how how long how long ago was this now what did he make an argument at the time of of no. you know i'm not getting adequate representation i want to, i demand a new lawyer i mean he, he was could have fired his lawyer at any time it's this wasn't a case of this was kind of the oj trial none of us paid that much attention to this wasn't yeah, the big one i didn't follow this one this is the one where they bum rush a guy in i think vegas yeah and tried to get money back on over memorabilia signs shit yeah <laughs> He's up for parole in 2017. I'm going to be there and offer him a job. Um, <laughs> it's nice of you. Here's Bruce and Phil. You're on my face. Hey, uh, good afternoon, fellas. Just on that whole um, the, the, the Redskin and Braves thing and Indians, uh, I lived near 
uh, some reservations, one in Wyoming and one in Bishop, California. And if every young male Indian was wearing it, either a Redskins jacket, a Braves jacket, or the, the Florida State logo, the Seminoles, all that kind of stuff, the people who are offended, I bet most of them are white. I, I, and, and if you look into some of those people, I mean, it's really ridiculous. It's a very small. Well, it really is. It's 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 the tribes themselves that are saying that they're pissed off no, I don't about think it's it. Most of the tribes. Uh, but the, by your same thing, you're like, hey, look, young hip hoppers like to call each other the N word, so it's wide open now. Anybody could do it. You just don't always go by what seventeen year old uh, kids think is great. We got a great thing up there called Drunk Chick Meets Karma. Um, a girl going around starting fights until she started with the wrong person. It's pretty amazing. Uh, and you had the ultimate nerd bar opening in Paris. Yeah, there was some t- this, this bar in Paris. Just It just crammed full of just Millennium Falcons, Star Trek memorabilia, and just it's just a dragon the... So it's the hard rock version of a nerd bar. <laughs> yeah, basically. I saw the picture that kind of looks like somebody's wood paneled basement. You know, like there's <laughs> that's, that's part of where the nerds should chairs. be. Mm-hmm. That's where nerds should be, right? In the wood paneled basement. Lock yeah, them keep them there. By the way, all of the right, where right I grew right. up, we all had the same paneling. It was all the same paneling, and then everybody got the same aluminum siding. I had, I didn't have the aluminum siding, but I had that. I had that paneling. I think my parents still do. I have friends that basically have aluminum sided the entire East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and it helps you fight against weather. Yeah. Uh, you're never gonna have to replace these. You don't have to. It sounds good. Oh, and it looks like shit. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. it everybody's house is the exact same dull color, or some very small variation on gray and off white. Uh, Dana ran down the hall to see um, that. Little star. What's Swift, Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's here to, I don't know, hang out. My name is Taylor. She's probably the biggest female, one of the biggest female acts going right now. Is probably. that right? Yeah, she's, that gigantic. she's fucking gigantic. One, every goddamn song she puts out, she gets more awards. She closes out multiple ceremonies. It's really, I don't know how the hell it happened. I couldn't tell you one song. I don't know. Should have been um, something bad about John Mayer. I like that one. Oh, that was good. Like you had sex with me when I was underage. That song was good. You should probably do time. I only thought your penis was big because I never saw another one. That song I liked. Like at the time, I'm like, holy shit, that's huge. Now that I've had a chance, no. She's got that candy in her life now. You know that candy boy is only in high school or something. Yeah, he's real young. He's 18, I think. 18 in life. Uh, here's another piece up here on the iBank today. By the way, head on over and get your chance to uh, get tickets to the next Unmass. It's with John Hodgman, Thursday, I, November 1st. Just it's still a prize to get a Kennedy, even this Absolutely. far down the... Oh, and I were thrilled to have a Kennedy in the other day. Any Kennedy at all, just someone who's... No, but you know, all those guys are kind of you know pretty right-wing, and when a Kennedy came in here, they swooned. The Kennedys is America's first family, period. Even, even the up-and-coming, the young kids that haven't done yeah. or said anything yet. Oh, yeah. None of them have done anything since Bobby. <laughs> no one gives a shit. That's the first family. In the same way that the royals, why? That kid hasn't done anything, and everybody would like to marry that royal kid. They are our royalty, the Kennedys. Still, that's great. Good for them. Yeah. 
I'm surprised that you're baffled by it because I know if you found out, you had a chance to even get the candidate that cleaned up the Hudson. You'd be out there in a heartbeat. Well, They're last all time great. I heard about it was on Seinfeld. What's that? When Elaine was excited about. Well, he's no. Well, that was John John. Yeah. That was a fucking big one. John John was. I'm honestly think That's John John probably would have been president right now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you'd at least be the New York senator. Well, that you know that Easily. I can see. He you know he's not just. A random Kennedy. There's, you know, you know things. About He's him. the royal bloodline. Mm -hmm. Oh God, yeah. And when he died, believe me, that was like when the Skinner plane went down. Terrible. <sighs> Fuck. That was fucked up. That wife of his who made him fly. Right? That was that story. <laughs> Why do we it? all gotta always blame the bitch? <laughs> we never get oh, seriously. God. It always becomes it's the bitch's fault. I remember. I just remember. I guess I was really old when that happened. But everyone was fucking blaming that woman. Yeah, I know. But she died too, though. Yeah. And her sister. There was a third person on the plane? You were yeah. young when that happened? I feel right? like that wasn't even that long ago. 99, something 99. like that? I wasn't that young at all. I, was I called 16. Ronnie on a Saturday morning just screaming. <laughs> really? He actually yelled at me, we lost John John. Ow. Then I go, well, who was watching? No, we <laughs> drowned. Just check behind I don't know how that, I, I never got to get to my bit because uh, you guys take me off. But they're talking about the next famous fast food, grilled cheese, that people will go to get great grilled cheese at a fast food place. How has that not happened before now? Well, we have a grilled cheese with a hamburger on it. It's a, a cheeseburger is kind of like grilled cheese with a... Yeah. And so you're kind of putting this crappy piece of meat on what could be just a great grilled cheese sandwich. Why? Well, let's... Do away with the crappy piece of meat. You honestly think that a grilled cheese sandwich is better than a cheeseburger? No, but I think if you're going to eat in a place that doesn't make a good burger, I'd, you know, like if I went to Friendly's when they still existed, it'd be a grill. I'd get the grilled cheese, not the burger. So if I was going to go to All McDonald's right. and can get a grilled cheese. No, yeah, there have been times that you go into a diner, you look around and just be like, give me grilled cheese and fries. Mm. I know it's three o'clock in the morning. I'm drunk. Why not just get the grilled cheese and fries and not, you know, risk anything yeah, bigger? It's pretty safe. It's gonna be it's gonna be okay almost anywhere. So you're saying it's such a great idea. It should have happened forty years ago. Yeah. Don't you get bored of grilled cheese though pretty quickly? Like it's not like most people could eat a cheeseburger a day if they had to. I don't think they could eat a grilled cheese a day. Line it up with French fries and a milkshake. And see, you know, you'd think, I can make the grilled cheese at home. I don't need to go out to get a grilled right. cheese. But you're not going to have, have your own fresh French fries, and you're not going to make a milkshake at home, what not you, every day. Did you say fresh French fries? Yeah, like like just made. Like okay. You bring them in, I guess, or, he, or take them out of the freezer. No, but you're not gonna don't play that game. Fry some fries yeah, you gotta have real, you yeah, you got to have real stuff. All right, so your point is, you, you would agree, this is fantastic. This is great news. Now. Is there a food that we haven't fast fooded yet that would be perfect to do so? Because I thought we were at the end of the line. Have we? Well, have we done? We don't. The PB and J is on every kids menu in real restaurants, but we don't have it in fast food yet, do we? Here's the problem with the PB and J: you can't get a better one out than you can at home. No, you're right. Uh, there's a PB and J place here in the city. And I went there because everybody has to go there at least once. And it's about a $12, $14 peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I was eating it, and I'm like, I think I can make a better peanut butter and jelly sandwich than this at my house. Yeah. Well, same things happen with the fucking grilled cheese in the city. And I, I guess a lot of the places, gourmet grilled cheese spots, they're, fuck, they're all over the place. There's one in my neighborhood everyone fucking loves. Really? 
I need to get And they use all different kinds of grilled cheese? Yeah, like different kinds of cheeses, throw different things on them. Um, Marmalades. Here's uh, Chris, you're on the Run and Fez show. Marmalade. All these people need to do with these restaurants is put a hibachi in the parking lot because the greatest grilled cheese I ever had was at a dead show. Oh, hell yeah. What was it about the dead grilled cheese? Well, it was after the show, and I had about five of them. Okay, so you were just it. starving. No. Same thing at a fish show. What the fuck? It's only a buck. Get a grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, I really like the marketing. It's like making yeah. rice aroni after you've been drinking all night. It's going to be the best thing you ever tasted, but try making it before you've been drinking. It's well, disgusting. did you guys watch 60 Minutes last night when they were doing the, um, the piece in Colorado and oh, how much... Medical herb? marijuana. Yeah. And they were worried because they don't want it Oh, right away, it's already exploding. As soon as you give them just a little bit of room, and they make it hard on them, they still have taken up a million fucking feet of office space in in Denver. But I was thinking, if you could smoke a joint at your table before you sat down to a five-star meal, because mm. imagine how many times we've eaten cereal mm -hmm. or fucking... That sounds so good. You know what I mean? But we have never went to, like, Emeril Lagasse's place. First thing we do, they come out, uh, here's your salad and joint, and uh, just take a couple hits off of that to get, and then you're going to be sitting down eating that food? No You'd way. be out of your fucking mind. No. That sounds incredibly fun. Would never do it. It would be the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to the food industry. I'm going to tell you, I used to always, at a nice restaurant, would have some kind of alcohol, either a drink, a, a beer, a cocktail, wine, something. And when I stopped, um, when I when I stopped doing that, I can't tell you how much more I enjoyed the food when it wasn't. We're not talking about alcohol. Dulled. We're talking about weed, which doesn't dull the food. Oh, it enhances it makes it so much. I think every chef. In America, would be happy with this until finally it became like some kind of twilight zone where they're like, No, they think everything is good, doesn't matter what we put in front of them. Uh, Bunny, kick butt, you're on the run face show. Hey guys, I think the next thing should be the BLT, and I think Wendy should do it because their applewood smoked bacon is the best fast food bacon, and I think a BLT from there would be awesome. That's a really good idea. Now, you do have to actually make the BLT fresh, good, good lettuce, good bread, uh, the right kind of mayo. Oh, definitely. They, they're going to need to get some new bread in. Yeah, yeah. and you're going to have to really have good tomatoes, but that could it's a good idea. kill. Oh, hell yeah. That could kill. Love a BLT. Well, and, you know, just to take that one step further, why not also do the turkey club? Well, it is a really good point there, but are most of these people going to make real turkey and do it there? Because some of those places, and I saw the commercial where they say they slice the turkey. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Fucking... No, but like, you know, you could have a Carver fast food restaurant that's, you know, like I, the Chipotle I got a this. step above. I got this. We call the place George Washington Carver's, <laughs> and there's just a fucking dude. Black dude, and he's just fucking carving turkey all day. GW. Yeah. Welcome to GW Carvers. <laughs> How can we help you? Turkey club. Can I get a turkey club? None of the fast food restaurants have really jumped on a hot dog. Like a McDonald's hot dog or a Wendy's Nathan's hot dog? Nathan's is the place that has tried it. And the difference is um, you can make a bad cheeseburger and people will eat it. 
but a dull hot dog you're not thinking of as a lunch. We've also got Arthur Treacher's that did the deep fried mm -hmm. dog on a stick. But Nathan's is around the country, and they're not one of the top uh, places. And I don't think you want a hot dog every day. I just don't think it's the same thing. Now, I know people are going to say gourmet places. All right, I'm going to agree with you there. Um, but I don't think that that you that uh, uh, the weird thing about cheeseburger is it's like it's almost bland enough where you can almost eat it daily. Can I just tell you one of the greatest things I've eaten in the last year um, was an order of hot dog sliders, and it's got to be good to be good. But it was at a hamburger friends? place. Where is this at? It's in Chicago. Chi Town <laughs> with uh, a little City? chili on top, a little you know, a couple toppings, some cheese. I know what you're saying. You're saying a fucking salad. That they put out there and then put a hot dog in the middle. No, I know you, what they do in Chicago. I've been to Chicago. These three small hot dogs on a plate. It's great. Um, Ken, in Long Island, you're on with a fez. Hey, boys. Okay, lobster. There's a place out in the east end of Long Island, on the North Fork. They do a bacon, lobster, and tomato sandwich. And it's a lobster tail, not a lobster roll. All right, my problem is this. I don't want a lot of stuff mixed with my lobster. I like the taste of lobster, and I like a lobster roll. Yeah, but it's 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 simple because it's just apple with smoked bacon, good tomato piece of tomato, little lettuce, fresh made white bread, lightly toasted, and that split lobster tail that's just lightly fried on there. All right, are you putting any any condiment on? It's got like a, a light bit of mayo on it. Not See, a lot. that's the Just thing. Long Island people will put mayo on their fucking lobster rolls. I'm also worried yeah. if you don't have the tank there, do you You know, do you know, want frozen lobster meat shipped in? No. And they're not going to put tanks it's gonna in be, fast no, food No, it's going to be frozen. What if we call it tanks for the memories? <laughs> and there's always tanks in there. Let's go today. I feel like the, today's show just blew by. Lightning I didn't fast. have a fucking chance to get into anything. Uh, anyway, you can go over and put up uh, on this grilled cheese story if you want. What should be the next uh, fast food? We had to put this up uh, tomorrow. Fezzy, you were dynamo today. Loving it, buddy. Fez is back. Fez is back. Let the word be known. Uh, you can go see Fez tonight. He and Dana, his mentoree, will be up on the iBang as the last possible debate takes place. If Barack Hussein Obama does not win this debate, I can't see him winning. It's over, man. Even if he does win the debate. He has got to... It's done. It's dead heat. It's done. He's got to turn the beat around if he wants to win this thing. And it's weird. Just like... By the way, just like Fez sees gays everywhere, everyone who comes into this building is voting for Obama. And yet, you know, it doesn't make it. Tonight is foreign policy, so just keep telling us how much you shot Bin Laden in the eye. Chris Stanley uh, uh, is putting the baby to bed. John Hodgman, your chance. That's John Hodgman Unmasked, happening Thursday, November 1st at 4.30 p.m. here at Sirius. Uh, we should pick out the winner of first responders. Uh, let me grab a name here. Let's do this. Rich Stapleton! Stapleton! Um, by the way, also, you've got to go listen to the audio of Nixon's 1972 condolence call to Joe Biden. It is the cringiest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
Uh, Pirate Trucker wants you to know, Fez, the hot dog is being done at Sonic. Uh, Wiener Schnitzel has been around for years, Fez. They do the hot dog. Um, Friendly says the ultimate grilled cheese. The fribbles. Thanks to our friends today, Gina Davis and Amy Mann. Today was a fast show. It's like I'm in a blackout or something. It went so fast. Yeah. Hope I remember this tomorrow. Um, head on over to see Fez tonight on the iBang. And he only likes his one greeting. Hiya, fucky. That's his favorite thing that people yell out to him when they <laughs> see him on the street. That's his nickname from when he was a kid. Wow. <laughs> That's it for us, kids. See you back here. And that's the end of my show, Donk. <laughs>